Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. Listen, everybody needs to stay caffeinated this time of year. Dirty Duck Coffee. It's the way we start our morning out here every single day with the Missouri Boat Ride Blend. It's a nice uh, pecan flavor, pecan praline. Put it in my thermos with a little dash of peppermint mocha, white chocolate sometimes, you know. Get a little it's, like, it's like I'm at Starbucks, Joe. Get a little fruity on me. I love the Suns Up, Guns Up t-shirts and stuff. They got some cool swag. Check them out at DirtyDuckCoffee.com. Next, we are brought to you by Mr. Corey with Double T British Kennel. Oh, great dogs. Corey's got some great dogs out there right now. Uh, we we ran them last year. Uh, fan, phenomenal dogs. Uh, they're great, great house dogs, great pets, but they also have a ton of drive in the field. So if you're looking for a puppy, a starter dog, finished dog, whatever you need, head over to BritLabs.com. Contact Corey over there. Even if you just have a question, you know, something maybe you're uh, – Doing your own thing and you need uh, some advice from a professional, Corey's always willing to lend a helping hand. So. A great, a very good person. Great dogs. Highly recommend BritLabs.com. That's Double T British Kennels. Next, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. They just finished their Into the Vault sale. They crushed all the records. Uh, more money for conservation and wetland habitat. Listen, get involved somehow. Start a chapter. Join a chapter. Whatever you've got to do, Ducks Unlimited, put your... Uh, dollars to work and they're the leader in wetland conservation for a reason they're great people we had jimbo robinson out here phenomenal guy david schusler great great people and they do a lot of work on behalf of waterfowl hunters from texas up into canada they've, they've always got our best interests at heart so they've got a new thing support them. right now make a year-end donation to ducks limited and choose your gift so check them out at ducks ducks.org next we're brought to you by lucky duck i have ran the new spinner the one the uh, that's got the black and white wings. And it makes a big difference because ducks can see that black and white flash, like Jeff's been saying for years on this podcast. They can see it better. So we've been doing those. We've had a couple of duck hunts that have gone really, really well. Uh, they've got a new rotary out that we've ran a couple times, had some success. They've got kennels that are five-star crash test rated, so you can feel confident whenever you put your uh, four-legged hunting buddy in the back of your pickup truck in a kennel. Something bad were to happen, they're protected. Extend your hunting season. Everybody, whenever the waterfowl season's over, go out there and get you a Lucky Duck varmint call and start shooting them coons. Help the turkeys out. Help the quail population out. Shoot the coons. And that's at LuckyDuck.com. You can get whatever you need. The new spinner, A-frames, they got a lot of cool stuff for 2023, 2024. So check them out, LuckyDuck.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shell. Bismuth is the way to go. Get that lead out of here, and it's a lot better than steel. And if you want some Boss swag, you need to call the shop and you can order it direct from them at the shop. And that's at BossShotShells.com. Also, get ready to stock up. Got turkey loads coming. Get the Boss Tom. Turkey season, believe it or not, is only four months away. It's not very far away. I am in love with the uh, War Chief. I mean, it is it is hard-hitting. Uh, a lot of research and development went into this shotgun shell, and it makes a difference out in the field. So... Also, we're brought to you by Pacific Calls. You can use our promo code. BHP25 will save you 25% at checkout. That is site-wide. Whatever you want, whether you're getting honker calls, spec calls, duck calls, turkey calls, whatever you're getting. Swag, it still applies. 25% off. There's nobody else out there that is going to give you 25% off. I mean, it's a, it's a steal, and everybody needs to take advantage of it. PacificCustomCalls.com. You can fill up your shopping cart. Use the promo code at the very end, BHP25, 25% off. They are great guys. You can always get a hold of them if you have any issues. Use the promo code BHP25. 
we would uh, we would love to see your lanyard full of Pacific calls. Next, we are brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. The hunting has turned here, so I am now running uh, some of the fully flocked specs. And got to tell you, first couple of times made a difference. Birds were actively trying to get to the fully flocked decoys. I'm a fan. I know what I'm ordering next year. More fully flocked decoys. DiveBombIndustries.com. They're great people over there. And they have been with us since basically the beginning of this show. So head over there. Good people. Take Go check it out. Cody Stokes, Asher Tolliver, done a great job. DiveBombIndustries.com. Next, we're brought to you by Mossberg, the Pro Waterfowl 940. Got a choice around here at Stanford Hunting Outfitters. Uh, it handles the, handles the uh, fine sand that we have out here. It plays fits on a lot of guns, but not the Mossberg 940. It's a great gun. <clears throat> Even Maddie shoots it. Maddie Robertson. I mean, how could you not? How could you not trust him? I've been shooting the twenty gauge over under and the twenty eight gauge over under. Great right. guns, great product. That's Mossberg.com. Check them out, and you can buy them at almost all retail outlets. I'll have Mossberg guns. Put it to your shoulder. Take it for a test drive. You'll love it. Next, the product of the year. It is. It has changed my dog. Hemp Hill Farm, CBD. Lou will fail a drug test, but he is he is <laughs> he is pain and ache free. He calms down sooner in the morning. He's always had a little bit of an issue with whining. And I'm telling you what, after one or two retrieves, he's he's hitting his stride. And I also notice whenever he wakes up in the morning, he's not stiff and achy. I give him uh, the recommended dose of CBD before we go out every single morning. And I'm a fan. I really am. Uh, they've got roll-on, so that's just for pets. They have a they have a, a specific pet blend. Uh, they also have stuff for humans. They have gummies. They have roll-ons. They have salves. Phenomenal products. If you have the ouchies or something's you know got a little lingering issue, head over to Hemp Hill Farm Farm with a ph uh, dot com, and they also have a promo code. BHP saves you 20%, I believe. And 30% off your very first order today. If you sign up for the recovery relief rest, they get 30% off. I take two of the gummies every night. Well, I take about one to two. Sometimes I take one and a half, sometimes I take one or two. It knocks me out. I go to bed and I get about six to seven hours of solid rest and I wake up and I'm not and I'm not sluggish. It doesn't give you the after effects of like taking a Benadryl or a Tylenol PM. It's better for you and it's Hemp Hill Farm. That's H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L. P-H-A-R-M.com. Check it out. HempillFarm.com. Jeff's a fan. Next, we're brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. Head over to their Patreon. Logan and Rebel will be out here next month. They're great guys. Hilarious. All their episodes are two hours plus, so it's great for those long road trips. Uh, they're a lot of fun to listen to, and they're incredible guys. Really, really fun people to be around. Uh, just go to Patreon, type in the Looking Glass Podcast. It'll all pop up, and then you can... Uh, do what you need to do. Send over a little bit of money, and you'll be—you'll have their entire uh, library at your disposal. Yes, shingear.com. I wear the shin boots. I'm wearing the scout boots right now. I have wore them for three months straight, basically. I wear them every day. I wore them in Boston. I wear them in the airport. They're comfortable, just like wearing a set of Nikes, without all the politically correctness. At shingear.com. Also brought to you by MLR Graphics in Breckenridge, Texas. It's time for softball season is right around the corner. Believe it or not. Little League Baseball. 
If you need your kids to get the best jerseys and equipment you can have, MLR, MLR Graphics in Breckenridge, Texas, can take care of you. They do all of our shirts, hoodies, caps, everything here. They can take care of you. Off. You want to outfit your, your, your company, whatever you want to do, hats, T-shirts, caps, jackets, the whole thing, it's MLRGraphics.com. Also, we're brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool and the Blind Caddy. I, it has saved my back. The Stanfield Stool has uh, sitting it every single morning, and it is a dream. We run the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind, so we have four chairs per blind. They are extremely comfortable. So if you want to uh, kick it up a notch in your A-frame or just your regular blind, I suggest you head over to alphaoutdoorspecialties.com, look at the Stanfield Stool, and if you want to stay organized in the blind, get the Blind Caddy. Alpha Outdoor Specialties. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Uh, we got a couple dates in January, but not very many. You better get on the horn right now. 940-658-3172. Jeff will answer the call. He'll uh, call you back if he doesn't answer. Send an email, goose at westtex.net. Get some dates. Nebraska. The last week in Nebraska's duck season. I've got some dates left. If you want to go shoot some birds on the Platte River, holler at me. And that's like I said, Andy said. That's stanfieldhunting.com or 940-658-3172, and I do answer my own phone. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It has been another record-setting couple of months. We couldn't do it without you. God bless you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we ran the gauntlet here. Jeff and I, two hours, over two hours, and, uh, man, we talk about a lot of stuff in here. Uh, it's an interesting one. Hope you enjoy it. Hope everybody has had a great holiday season. Christmas and New Year are behind us, and it is all nose to the grindstone from here on out. So uh, enjoy this episode. I hope everybody's made it through the holidays in one piece. Here we go. Let me see that list. This is my list, Jeff. If you want a list like that, make one of your own. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by EMLR Graphics in Breckenridge, Texas. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. Brand new year. Yes, it is. Get back on track of doing all our podcasts. Got two more weeks are really busy, and then we're back to almost normal the last two weeks in January. What do you mean, almost normal? Well, we're still going to be busy, but we're not near as busy as we have. We're just, this is, okay, it won't be normal. It will be a little slower than normal for hunting season. But we'll be back to doing regular podcasts within the next 10 to 12 days. There you go. Get back on our three per week. Been a busy, busy hunting season for us so far. It has. Great, great. I got to give my thoughts, my condolences okay. to the University of Texas football fans oh, like me. Oh, man. Got our ass beat last night. Score was a lot closer than the game. And we had a chance to win the game at the end. All I've heard today is bitching from the Texas people. I was pass interference on the last play. It probably was. But we wouldn't have been there. We shouldn't. We should have never been in that situation. Got to let them play. That Penix kid, I, t- I I said all along he should have been the Heisman. He, he I said all if along. If I had the fir- now, I've only watched him play about three times this year, and he's been good the other two times. I thought, yeah, 
Pac-12 don't play very good defense, so he's probably not that good. Mm-hmm. Texas either played like really like shit last night, like they did, or he's <clears> that good. But I'm telling you, if I've got the first pick in the draft, he might be who I take. He's the real deal. He looks like I'd take him over the LSU kid. I, uh, you know, and everybody, I'll have to go back and look at the tape, but I think everybody scoffed at me whenever I said Washington would win it all. Well, you're looking like you're going to win $300. In, in, in Jimbo and, and Blake's podcast. Yes. I believe everybody kind of was a gaffe. We taken back. We thought you were smarter than that. Put you, put you on your heels. Now it's looking like a good bet. I have at least It's at least 50-50. You know, I like that kid. Mm. He throws a good deep ball. Throws a great deep ball. 52% of anything over 30 yards. I've watched him play three times. I've watched him play Oregon twice. I've watched him play that game, and I think they beat Michigan. Uh, I didn't watch either game. Alabama should have beat Michigan. I watched a little bit of the Bama game, and then I rented Oppenheimer, which has way more sex in it than I thought it would. Good thing I didn't watch that with you know kids around. I th- I, I figured the number would come in right around zero titties shown. Yeah, I, I figured that too. I was I was mistaken. Well, I've heard uh, there's three movies I want to see. I want to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's good. I want to see The Iron Claw because I grew up in wrestling in the Iron the Claw Von looks Eriks. good. And I want to see Napoleon, but everybody says Napoleon's trash. Well, everybody has told me that. I'll still sit through it. Well, I may I let you watch it. it, and if it's that bad, then I won't. But I've heard it's not very it's good. It's coming to Apple TV soon. Okay. Well, I've, which I do not have Apple TV, but I might get it for a month to watch that. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Oppenheimer was good, though. Guy got fucked over in the end. Tried well, to be. don't 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 tell me because I want to watch it. Well, I just <coughs> don't don't mention. I didn't know. It. I didn't know any of that. Okay. Well, don't say nothing. Did you know any? I of don't them? don't <laughs> talk about the movie till I get a chance to watch it. Okay. I mean, nothing worse than that. And I hate watching a movie with somebody that's watching it. Oh my god! Just wait till he gets killed. Okay. Well, fuck that. Ruined that for me. Yeah. Um, brilliant performance by uh, Cecilian Murphy. Brilliant performance. Really tapped into the guy. Um, next week. And next week, we're supposed to have a major cold front. Still not seeing it on Apple. No, but two weeks from now, it's supposed to get really bad, they say. And everybody keeps doubling down on this, and it keeps going and going and going and going. So I'm assuming it's going to be about like the vortex of 2020. Only six weeks too late. Yes, for us. But Yeah, I don't see what front you're talking about. 58 on Monday, 44, that, 54, 46, that, that, 56. That phone updates every three days. That same forecast yesterday had us at 58 degrees, and yesterday it didn't even see 42 degrees. Well, Noah is not any different. It's three days out is usually what you can really tell. Pretty good pretty good forecast. Well, I don't on. know where you're seeing it is what I'm saying. I'm telling you because I look at the models and stuff that two weeks from now, first of all, two weeks won't be on there. You said next week. Oh, next week we're going to have a pretty good front on Tuesday. Monday or Tuesday is supposed to highs are supposed to be like 37 degrees here, mm-hmm. which for us, that's cold. It's colder than normal. Right now, we're at normal. We're going to be 48 degrees there, 50. That's pretty much the normal high this time of year. Yeah, I see 60 coming up. Yeah, well, I hope we don't see any 60s, but it's it's definitely going to be cold. It's been a bad year for everybody. Anybody that relies on cold weather, it's been a bad year. Yes. Hold on. I'm having some guys drop something off the house and they get the door code. It's just frustrating. Really, you wait all year. You wait all year for this time of year to come around. So you mean like in March when I'm selling hunts, I'm going to be all excited looking for next year to have a normal winter. Yeah, and I just, (laughs) I don't think we're ever going to. Not in our lifetime, probably. Oh, we will one day. You just never know when. Yeah, but probably not in our lifetime. Trends keep going the way that they are. It'll reverse and go back there way the pendulum always swings back. No, I, I don't disagree with that at all, but I just think that in our lifetime, 
we're going to be on we're going to be on the warming cycle of everything. Well, we've been on it for most of my life. 70s were cold, they say. I don't I don't remember them. I don't remember that. Well, but I'm sure it was. I remember really cold weather in the 80s because we had it in early the the cold the polar vortex hit around Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I remember that, and I remember some cold weather, but we have not had very many, much of it in a long time. I can't remember. I've been doing this a long time. I can't remember many years that we don't have some snow. Right. I mean, even on bad years, we've had snowstorms. Yep. We've had zero. We've had zero snow this year, and we've had moisture first week of February every year. Oh, it'll get bad in February. We're going to Mexico in March. Yeah. So it'll it'll be it'll be bad then too. Yeah, I don't know. And you know, winter doesn't winter just technically started a week ago. So I guess when you're looking at the farmer's almanac, you gotta see what it says for late fall. Because that's November and December is late fall. Well, it, nothing's normal. I talked to a gentleman today in northern Illinois and we were talking about sandhill cranes. And I said, Yeah, the cranes have been just a complete mystery this year. They've yeah. just they've never showed up like they normally do. It's been a horrible crane season for us. We've had a great goose season. We've had a good duck season, and the crane season has been absolutely abysmal. And he goes, I'm in northern Illinois, and we've got cranes everywhere up here right now. He said, there's never yeah. cranes here this time of year, and it's because there's been no weather. In the podcast group, somebody posted about the polar vortex that's going to come at the end of the month, 24th-ish. Uh, and anyway, a lot of people were commenting on there, and some people were even saying, you know, there's there's geese and ducks north of the north of the border. Uh, a kid had a... So. A kid had a, sent me a video two days ago from Saskatchewan. Yeah. And a farmer was looking at a field full of geese and he goes, I don't know what's going on. He goes, We have a thousand geese here right now. He said, right. Normally we have two foot of snow and it's zero degrees for a high. And it stays that way. Are people really that dumb though? Like yeah. people in America, which I guess they are. Look what they did. But uh they're gonna ask, Well, why why is duck so, why why is why is hunting so bad this year? We Are you fucking retarded? We haven't had many. You can't use that word. Are you fucking slow? There you go. You can use that word. Like, there's birds in Canada still. What do you mean, where are the fucking ducks? That's It's a mystery to you? Yeah, it's, but, it's, it's 60 degrees all the way up into the Dakotas. Yeah, You're you, fucking confused as to where your duck, as to where your birds are? You know how many of our clients, though? No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, like, just your average hunter. Your average we'll get hunter on should there, know. We'll get on there and be like, well... Oh, you know, fucking no ducks in South in South Texas. Well, no fucking shit, dude. Yeah, it's eighty degrees. It's six. It's fifty five degrees in Minot, North Dakota. You're special, I guess. That's the only thing I can figure out. <laughs> or or you're going on these forums looking looking for looking to to start something. That's the only thing I can figure. You're either slow or you're attention grabbing. We uh, I had a gentleman the other day that it's called. Infuri- that's the infuriating part. <laughs> we I. I talk to a lot of people every day, and a lot of people that we have here are not waterfowl hunters. They come right. once a year. Yep. They come on a corporate group. They love it. They don't spend any of their other time waterfowl hunting. This is it. Mm-hmm. And I've had I had a guy just the other day. I told him he goes, "Is there anything we need to bring with us?" I said, "Yeah, bring cold weather." What do you need cold weather for? <laughs> I said, "Well, that's what drives the birds coming down." Oh, I never thought about that before. Oh, man. Got that guy. That was one of them guys, but he's not light a waterfowl. Bulb, light bulb went on. He's not him. a waterfowl hunter, right? You know, he gets passed. He thinks he's like he's deer hunting that they're just there all the time. He doesn't right. realize they migrate back and forth. Yeah, I saw an interesting, which is an indoctrination of the uh, school system. I would say. I I had a guy. We, there's a guy that we both know that's a big name in the waterfowl. He's an outfitter in Kansas. Really nice guy. Love him. Great guy. Don't know who. Don't know who you're talking about. You have to tell me off air, but I love him. But anyways, he he made a comment on. He had a 
picture on his page the other day, and it showed a bunch of geese in the air. Yeah. And they have a bunch of mallards where he's at. And he said, you need to be where the ducks want to be, not where they used to go all the time, because 150 years ago, we didn't plant grain. So the birds had to migrate down as the food died Mm -hmm. because it was all natural food. And as the freeze hit, the ducks would migrate south. Now there's food everywhere Mm -hmm. because we farm everywhere and we got food and we we flood crops and whatever it is. And he's got a good point. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to push the ducks out until you get some winter. Well, yeah. Because there's food everywhere. Yeah, they're not going to go anywhere until there's snow on the ground. Right. I've said this and said this and said this. Cold weather's not enough. Cold weather's not enough. When you freeze, when you cover their food, that's when you're going to see the big migration. But, and nobody has seen a lot of snow this year. But 100 years ago, we'll go back 70 years, there wasn't grain everywhere like there is now. Right. There was even a time, I and, I, and I don't know when it happened, but there was a time you could only plant like 40 acres of wheat. Hmm. You can go back so much longer. And I, and yeah, may, I bet when Monsanto started poisoning the grain population, when they were able to ratchet up the wheat supply. Could have been. But whatever, but whatever happened back in the day, Dicambia. there was a day though where not everybody was planting a thousand and five thousand acres a week. Right. Well, they couldn't. Right. Well, but, and so the birds would have to go with the food. There's food everywhere now. <clears throat> I'll bet you in Perkins County, Nebraska, where Blake's at, that there's more cr- corn grown there than the entire state of Nebraska had in 1850. It's going to be a hell of a Wikipedia search for me. I, I doubt that there's, there'll even be something like that. But I would bet you, and I'm going to bet probably in 1900. Hmm. Because I don't know what the yields of corn were back then compared to like, I know it was nowhere close to what it is now. Let's see. We'll try. It's worth a Google. I just see what the average bushel acre of corn was in 1900 compared to now, just to start. Okay, I might have an answer for that. Okay. 26 bushel acre produced in Nebraska in the 1900s to 178 bushels today. So seven times the bushels per acre. That was in 2009, so that's an older article. It's probably more than that now then. Yeah. But anyways, so we're basically seven times more bushel per acre on corn today than it was 100 years ago. That is according to cropwatch.unl, I'm assuming University of Nebraska, lincoln.edu. So it's got an edu. It's not a .com. So it's, nobody's trying to push anything. No, I'm sure that's... That's from the Nebraska Corn Board. Okay. In the last decade, corn yields in Nebraska increased 41%. Okay. So that was from 2000 to 2010. We've... Another We're another decade, decade and a half, basically, uh, into new so, modern so era. probably 10 times... Possibly, maybe. Yeah, so so we're producing 10 times the amount of corn that we did then so we can feed the world. But then we wonder why our ducks get hung up or our geese. Well, there's 10 times more food. It's more compact into a smaller area. And there's no snowfall. That's the big one. It's a huge one. Well, they all work together. They all work together. That's what I'll say. I went to Minneapolis to a sports show in 1996. We got to Kansas City, right north of Kansas City, probably around Logan Pite's neighborhood. And the snow line was there. And it was solid white all the way to Minneapolis. That was a normal thing back then. Yep. I'll bet you if you drove to Minneapolis today, you don't even see snow. <laughs> probably not. Seriously. No, I, I'm, it's, you're probably right. I could probably. Dan Reese said there's no, there's no ice in Wisconsin. That's too bad. 
you know, at least we got birds to look at here. Imagine being a, 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 a snowmobileman or a, a ice fisherman. You can't even get out on the water. No. You know, at least we can make an attempt. Well, last year it was that way, too, because I remember when Logan goes home, he always goes home and ice fishes. Yeah. And last year he was going to have to get his boat out to go fishing. I just do not even see the fascination of fishing on a boat when it's 35 degrees outside. Oof. Some people love it. The ice fishing I understood because it's kind of a social party type deal. But I don't understand the... I don't know where Minneapolis is. Minneapolis is. See where that one is? Yeah. See that little round? Okay, that, that's the Iron Range. Down, go down. Where you're out on that map. That's the Iron Range right there. So Minneapolis is that brown spot in the middle where there's nothing at. Oh, okay. That's about where... I, Almost comes up. It looks like it comes up to about Albert Lee, maybe on that map, which would be south of Minneapolis. And that's only, that's in inches, it looks like. So one inch, three inch, one inch somewhere in Maine. What are the ski places like, though? They've had good snow at the ski places because you're going skiing in a couple weeks. Look at that. Look at that. Well, a month, but. But they've got good snowpack right now. That's where Angel Fire Fire is. I don't fucking know. I'm assuming so. It's that time of year. I haven't heard nobody complaining about skiing. I've not heard anybody. So I'm assuming they got good snow this year. Nothing else. I'll just go up there where it's 24 to 36 inches. That's right there. The Cascades outside of Seattle. I'd be cascading. <laughs> That's what they'd call me. <laughs> Old ski king. They'd never catch me. What, what do you think about the Epstein list coming out today in an hour? Comes uh, out one hour. Does it really? Bill Clinton 50 times on the airplane. Can, can you tell me how they're going to mix 50 times into just a social event? <laughs> like oh, good old boy Bill just likes to fly an airplane? Yeah. All I see on the left, though, was Donald Trump was on that plane. Donald Trump said he was. He flew back to New York on it one time. Robert and, F. Kennedy was. That's right. And Rob, that's one that one one talking point on the Democrats said, well, there's only one person running for president that wasn't on there. It was Joe Biden is the only one because Robert Kennedy and Donald Trump. If you had to pick a child molester out of the three, who who's <laughs> yeah. going to win that race? Joe that, Biden. The guy that doesn't care about sniffing girls in yeah. front of the press? Uh, um, I, I did not know it was coming out. I'd seen it was coming out, but I thought it was... I'm sure it'll be heavily redacted. One hour. They said that the only way you got your name redacted is if you could call that judge and you show them why you had a reasonable reason that you shouldn't be your name shouldn't be released. Really? Yep. I guess those slick willy, they can't find fifty reasons why he wasn't on their fifty. Yeah, that's tough to tough to find fifty reasons why. Isn't it um, sad and sick that in our world that you have a party or a group of people, because there's a lot of Republicans on that list too, they're trying to keep this shit covered up also. Fuck them. Let's not burn it right. all down. But but that we've got live in a society where people are covering that shit up. Yeah. I don't care if you sleep with someone that's 18 years in one day, that's an adult. Don't care. You're 18 years old and you want to have sex with a 90-year-old man or a 90-year-old woman wants to have sex with an 18-year-old guy, 18 years old is legal. Texas at 17. Well, but let's just, I'm saying 18. But under 18 years of age, they need to do something. Hmm. Has it always been 18? Uh, well, Was there than, ever a national time where it was 17 like Texas? I'm sure that there was a time in the 19, early 1800s, or the 1800s, 1900s. You could no, no, no. I'm saying like in the, 80s, in the no, 80s. Oh, I don't remember was them ever 17? changing. I don't remember them ever changing a law on that. It was different. Cause what I, a weird thing to be. We had the, uh, an age limit on that? Yeah, to be like, nah, you can fuck her at 17. And then some states are like, no, you better wait till 18. Well, it's just a weird thing to to even. And, and some, I mean, obviously, it was a problem, or some, they wouldn't have made a law about some it. Some places have an age like if like if you're 18 and she's 16, that it's not illegal if you're within so many months or some stuff. Right. But 
and, and that that stinks. I don't stink. I guess I shouldn't be the word for it. For kids in high school, there's been a lot of times that there's an 18-year-old boy dating a girl that's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty common. You can go to any high school in America right now and find a senior that's 18 years old that's dating an underclassman that's not 18. Me. Yeah, married that's right. her. That's right. But, I mean, that's a very common deal. Yeah. And so there's got to be – they need to change the child, the sexual predator or a registered sex offender. They need to change some of that. Because there's cases where there's a kid that's 18 years old that sleeps with a 16-year-old girl that he's dating, and they make him a, child, a registered sex offender the rest of his fucking Mom life. Mom and dad found out and got pissed. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that's right. I think there should be some. Or there's a guy that's 35 years old, and he's banging a 12-year-old. Well, yeah, that's by God. Pretty, pretty clear cut. Yes, but, yeah. they're, but they're registered as the same thing. Yeah. So Because I've had people in town that was on our board at, at, in, in court or whatever. They have a board and the police officer's police office of all the registered sex offenders and i'd be like what's that guy up there for and i'd look him up to see yeah and we had cases like that in knock city that there's a they, they were somewhere else but they come here yeah so i think there should be some degrees of what we consider a child sex predator i would agree with that uh, a 14 year old boy gets a girl of a, tw- a picture of a 12 year old girl a naked picture she sends and he sends it to someone else and then he can get in trouble for that Eesh. well she shouldn't have sent the picture out and he shouldn't be sending it either but it can happens. you be? Can you be a, a sex offender at fourteen? Oh, I'm sure you can. What if you rape a twelve year old girl? No, I understand that, but I just didn't know about the digital side of things. I don't know exactly. That changes all the time, right? But that's a whole different thing. That aspect they're dealing with. What about the poor guy? This, we'll, we'll say. I'm going to use this guy as the guy's example because I, I know this guy. I know a guy that got in the porn business. Yeah, and he was had a had servers, and he was making a lot of money, but. There was a video of an underage girl having sex. Mm-hmm. Her name was Tracy Lord. She was a porn star. Yep. And she was having sex at 16 years old. And he was sharing them videos. He got he got in trouble for that. I think he went to prison even. Because if, if he knew, then he they they knew she was after she, yeah, that was after the fact that when it came out she was 16, they pulled it off. Well, he was still selling some of them. He should have. He went to prison for a long time over that. I wouldn't say a long time, but he should have gone. He should have. He, got, he, he went for yeah. five years or so. Yeah. But the people that were filming her and doing all that stuff, they didn't. They didn't get in trouble. Well, they should have. Well, she lied about her age. Boy. What about if you? Own a, I'm glad I'm not a judge. What if you had a strip club, and you've got a girl that has a fake ID, presents all in, the proper documents, and she's, she's 18, and she's 15. Yeah. Because it's happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, you want to say throw the book at them all, but if 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 let's just call it a business, take a take a take away from what they do. You know, as long as she fi- as long as it you know didn't look fraudulent, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. You you know, you want to throw the book at all these people, but sometimes people are duped. If you're in a liquor store, listen, it's hard to find, it's hard to find employees, Jeff. Yeah, no shit. I mean, you know, so come in with no. a good birth certificate and a driver's license and it looked real to me. If you're in Lubbock and you go to Texas Tech <laughs> and it ain't working at Tech, I got Lubbock Monterey High School, we'll bring, come on down. So what do you what do you do about a, uh, if you own a liquor store and a kid 17 years old comes in with a fake ID? Should you be liable if he has an accident or something with that because you sold an underage kid liquor? But he had a fake ID. Yeah, it checked out. I mean, so what's, I mean. I don't know. That, I mean, I, I, surely a I, liquor store I, is not liable. I'm asking you, though. They are probably. Really? For selling underage kid liquor. 
Even yeah, though they, they did that, with the that, law, that, that's them. probably just a slap on the wrist. Shit. You're probably going to get a, uh, an inspection by Tasby. Tasby. Texas Alcohol something. No, T-A-B-C. I think T A B C. Tasby's Tasby's school. <laughs> okay, I was I like, got, what I, the got, f- I got too many. Uh, T A B C. Yeah. We got school board meeting coming up, so or I got TLCB, TLC, Ticker, Texas Liquor, Liquor Control Board. Right, right, right. So, but what happens? Do you, so, if if you're on a jury, and you have a case in a in Specs Liquor, yeah, in Knox City, we don't have a Specs Liquor in Knox City. Let's just say we did. Sells underage kid comes in, he flops out a fake ID. Yep. Goes down the road and has an accident and kills somebody. Is the store liable or is the store clerk liable? Both. I'm asking you. The kid showed a fake ID. I don't, you did by law what I, you're supposed to do. He wasn't drinking, so you didn't overserve someone, or you didn't sell to someone that's inebriated. Okay. Just comes in, buys him a fifth of vodka. Okay. And he buys the good shit. Tito's. And he buys a fifth of Tito's. Yeah. And Looks he, like he knows what he's doing. And, and he pulls out a fake ID. Right. And, and you look at it over, and you look him over, and you say, okay. Right. And he goes down the road and has this accident. Kills a family of four. Or is, or is, is that clerk liable and that store liable? No, but there will be an insurance payment. We're going to settle out of court. It's not even going to come to a jury. It's not even going to go to a jury because Specs, which made up name, not a made up name, but not here in Knox City, Specs is for sure going to settle. But they did what the law required them to do. Yeah, but they're still going to settle. They're still going to. They're still going to pay money. What if it? What if that was after? Now, this, if it goes to a jury trial, I mean, then you're you're at the mercy of who it is. I mean, it's just I, I don't know if I'm presented that depends on what the, I mean. There's a reasonable side of me that says people people make mistakes and people fuck up and people usually are not very good at their job. If you look at the Dallas Cowboys uh, Detroit Lions game, a lot of people are not, just not good at their job. Um, but I mean, the kid the kid had a good fake ID. He got me. I don't know what you want from me. Now. I mean, you know, let's, it's not, you know, I'm not going to look at his teeth. You know, I'm going to like age a fucking deer. Let, let's move it back another notch now. Let's say that is Zach Shaver. Yeah. And he's got Andy Shaver's ID. Mm. Is Andy Shaver liable? For giving his ID to his old brother? Um, I mean, I guess you probably could get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah. You did, you, did you give your brother your ID ever? I did not. I don't think. If I did, it was expired. So like, that's the first thing they check for. Isn't well, it? Yeah, nowadays they used to not though. Oh, they didn't. I had Chris Pruitt's ID. Really? Mm-hmm. That motherfucker had glasses in his picture, so he gave me a pair of his glasses to wear, so I get in the bars. Be- I believe you can get charges filed against you for giving away. I mean, that's a federal document, isn't it? Yeah, I always would have. If I'd have got caught, I'd have told him I stole it from Chris, so he wouldn't get in trouble. Jesse got her fake ID taken away. Same night she got a uh, uh, she she uh, <laughs> she borrowed a, a Louis of all things. Why would you do that? And then she, like. She didn't even, she, she left it in the car. So took a Louie, borrowed a Louie, didn't even wear it out. Like, she left it in the car. Car got uh, windows punched out in it. Of course, that Louie gets stolen. So she had to buy a Louie, and she got her fake ID taken and thrown out of the club. Hell of a night for Jesse, for Jesse uh, Shearer at that time. Then the mother, new, mother of my kids. Then she got an MIP. She has done that. <laughs> and had to do community service for me, the old MIP, and I cover and I covered that for her parents, so they never knew. They know now. They, well, I'm sure they them. did. But that was funny. She's, she's like, them. even at 30, when she told him, she says she, <laughs> she, she, she still got sweaty. 
<laughs> the funny part was when she she asked me, she goes, Jeff, can I do community service where my parents won't see me? <laughs> it's going to be hard to do. You can wash the fire trucks in the back, I guess. And I give her bad advice on that deal. She went to court, and I told him just to throw, be... Uh, throw yourself at the mercy of the judge. Tell him that you did, that you're sorry, and that you apologize, and cry a little bit, because that always worked on me pretty yeah. well. But no, she she did all that. And Not in Vernon, Texas. He threw the book at her, and then the girl who pulled the old Nola yeah, Contendre got every, her shit every, dropped. Everybody else, except for Jesse and another person that pled guilty, pled Nolo Contendre. And they all and got off. They all got off. That's the biggest bunch of shit in the world. Yep. That's so sorry. So... It I'm, never pays to do the right thing, people. That's what I'm telling <laughs> you to do right now. If you ever find yourself in this situation, nolo contendere. That's the two words you got to know. Maybe it's three. I don't know. Nolo contendere. I don't know how you can get by with a fake ID now. Well, it's got to be someone's actual driver's to, yeah. license. Yeah. Because when when I had I had a I had a fake ID when I was 17 or 18. I had Chris's, and I could I'd go to clubs, and he gave me a pair. Of, now this we, we we thought this shit through. He gave me a pair of old glasses that he wore. I'm going to write this down because I don't want to forget. Don't let me forget to talk about driver's license. Okay. Anyways, I would wear these glasses, yeah. and it would make me feel like I was 14 foot tall. Right, yeah. And I'd take them Superman. off as I get inside. But Listen, Superman, you know, nobody could figure out Superman was Clark Kent because of a pair of glasses. All these apparently. suckers whooped my ass. But I had that, and then he gave me one of his mom's credit cards. Really? And that way I could show a credit card with his name on it if they ever asked me for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was a good friend because I never used the credit card. Right, and but I used that a lot till I was twenty one. My buddy Mark Reed, we he, we go the same place. We used to buy beer at a place in Wichita when we were in high school. Yeah, and we would buy beer. Looking back now, we bought a lot of alcohol for a lot of kids mm-hmm. because we would we could always. Are get you it. liable if anybody gets hurt? Well, in when, to, you're, in, when you're in, in, in today's world, when you're seventeen or eighteen, you don't think about that shit. No, I agree. Plus, in that time, nobody hardly sued anybody, anyways. Right, and. I got pulled over many times where the cops said this. You boys pour that shit out. Boy, y'all know better. Yeah. Who, who here's the most sober one of y'all? Right. Well, me. I only had four beers. Yeah. You drive everybody's home ass tonight. Don't you drink anymore tonight. Right. You take everybody home tonight. You don't let them drive. Yes, sir. Yeah. Did that all the time. And But we had a place we went and bought beer. Well, Mark turned 21 years old. He was all proud of himself. He walked in that same place, and he flopped his driver's license down. By God. Yeah. The guy got fucking mad. Why? He'd been selling beer oh. to him for three, four years and didn't know he was underage. Motherfucker. Yeah. You know? I didn't even get yeah. ID the first time. I bought beer at 21. Pissed me right off. He was all like, wanting to be? Yeah, yeah. I, I had my hand on my wallet. I was ready to pull it out. Have a nice night. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? I'm assuming bars now scan driver's license. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Anyway, driver's license. My grandfather is irate. Oh, God. Don't know how. I can't remember how old he is. He's 77 or 78, I think. Late 70s, probably almost 80. He's got to go take another fucking driving test yeah. to, to renew his license. They wouldn't let him do it online? Nobody can. At with, that age? No. Period. With new legislation to get a new driver's license in Texas to cut down on the amount of illegals that are getting driver's license, you got to take your birth certificate now to renew your driver's license. He said, I don't even know where my birth certificate is. <laughs> where is he born at? Fuck, I don't know. Probably on probably on a hill outside of Rochester no, somewhere. No, I, I baby was born in Knox City at the hospital. I don't even know if they were. I don't think they moved here until later. I thought they lived here his whole life. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But still, he's like, it's from the it's from the the forties. So I don't know where it is. But to cut down on illegals getting driver's license in Texas, maybe you don't have to take the test again. You just got to take your birth certificate. Does he? Does he not? 
He said, "I no, I think he does have to take a driving test." Does he have passport? <laughs> well, hell no. He had never he had never left Rochester. No, he doesn't have a passport. But yeah, so so find your birth certificate if you're having to renew your driver's license soon. I just got my birthday's coming up at the end of the month. I wonder to look and see if I need to see if my driver's license when it expires. Yeah, but it's a whole deal. Oh, he's pissed. That fucking Abbott, blah 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 blah. Oh, yeah, just, 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 pan, just, just pandering, just pandering, <laughs> trying to trying to save face, and got all these people coming over, and he's trying to do all this, and just making it hard on the old folk. Mine expires in twenty nine. Well, I understand that, Grandpa. But you looking to see when yours expires now? I think I just got mine redone not too long ago. Well, he's a- pissed. Oh, he's pissed. More pissed. Mine doesn't expire till thirty one. So you got. <clears throat> you had to get your my, my passport expires here pretty quick. I need to get it redone before we go to Scotland. Uh, it's not going to happen. What? When are you going to Scotland? Probably. Uh, my, mine's still good for this year. It don't it don't expire until I think. Uh, you have to turn in your old passport. Well, I have it. I understand. Your old passport is gone. Whenever you go to do the new one, so you're not going to have a passport. for Oh, two then months. I'm going to wait to do mine then until probably. Ne- I think I don't think mine expires until next. October. When's yours expire? I just redid it. So five years, three years, whatever the thing is. I, I redid it before uh, Canada in October. So when so. you go get new passports, you got to, what if you lose your old one? I guess you got to go through the whole process again. I don't know. Hmm, I need to do that. But you walk in, you do the paperwork, they, re, they retake your picture, and you give them your old passport, and it's gone for however long. So you cannot, you're not going anywhere. So... Make sure you take that into account whenever you redo it. I will do that then. Um, Boy, he's pissed. I, I don't blame him. I had an old guy come to court. I had a lady come to court one time with her dad. Her dad was almost 90. He'd had an accident in a car. And the, the, the mother, or the daughter, was three years older than me. Hold on, let me get this. Zach. We'll be right back. Hello. You'll probably take a bag of decoy of seal at wets. Of goose decoys, he said. There's some geese in there and ducks. All right. Anyways, and this old man, his daughter is is older than me a couple of years, and his wife is his his daughter his granddaughter is a couple of years old. Than me, his daughter is seventy five years old, mm. seventy years old at this time probably, because this guy was pushing ninety. So he come they come in to see me, and he he had a, he had an accident. He hit a parked car, and his insurance is going to cover it and stuff. And he got a ticket, <clears throat> and so they come in. They're like. Before he come in the office, the granddaughter comes in. She says, Jeff, can you do us a favor? She goes, can you take grandpa's driver's license away? I said, well, I usually don't do that. That's not something normally we do. I said, normally what I do is I would just tell him he's got to go take a new driver's, t- new driver's test to make sure he can pass a driving test because usually it's an eyesight deal. Mm-hmm. She's like, man, we'd so appreciate it. So he comes in with his daughter, who's 75 years old, and the granddaughter's still there, and they're talking to me <clears> and stuff. And so I tell him, I said, I'm not going to – I'm, I'm calling him Bill. I don't want to mention his name. He's passed away. I said, Bill, I said, I'll make you a deal. I said, your ticket's $362. God almighty, 300, you know, old man. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll tell you what I do. I said, if you'll go take a driver's license and you test and you'll pass your test, I said, I'll just dismiss this ticket. If that's all you have to do, it won't cost you a dime. Your insurance is paying for the accident. Nobody's hurt, no, no, no harm, no foul. That's what I'll do then, Jeff. I said, okay. <laughs> They're, thank you so much, Jeff. The daughter and the granddaughter just as happy as could be. Thank you so much. You no won't way be driving no more, blah, blah, blah. He comes in about two hours later. Here you go, Judge. 
passed that test. <clears throat> Told him, I said, that's all I can do. Yeah. You know, he ended up dying about three weeks later, but. In an accident. No, no, he just died. But anyways, <clears throat> he passed his driver's test. They were so disappointed in that because they yeah. just knew that was going to be the end all. <clears throat> and so there's going to be some people, if you're like your grandpa, that have to take a test, they're going to flunk that test. I don't know if he's got to take the test again. I, th- I think he was just more pissed off about the birth certificate. He said, I've been driving since I was 14 years old. I think everybody over the age of 65 should have to take a driver's test every five years. Hmm. I really do. I've seen too many people that are danger to everyone else. Until you see a car wreck at full speed, and you can look them up on YouTube, because I'm sick and I watch that shit sometimes, and you see these people, how fast a car at 35 or 40 miles an hour and how heavy it is and what the damage it can do. Yeah. We we So I think everybody ought to have driver's test. I feel more safe driving with a 16-year-old kid than I do a 75-year-old man most times. <laughs> Don't you? Uh, depends on where we're going. How much How's traffic that day? Out here, it ain't bad. But a lot of old people, their reaction time's different. Oh, yeah. They get distracted. Now, good chance a 75-year-old man ain't dicking around on his phone like a 16-year-old kid is, though. That is true. That is very true. But There's got to be an app that's going to come out eventually that's going to block driving and using your phone. I did see. So last time we were talking to Schusler, he he had said, I see a time where uh, you get a digital duck stamp. It's going to be next year. For the federal stamp? Yep. So the federal government's going to save a shitload of money by not having to sell given prints or stamps. <clears throat> I think I think they're still state of Texas is that way now. I think they're still going to sell. No, 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 you, you got to have the. You get a waterfowl endorsement, but you don't get a stamp. Oh, I see what you mean. When yeah. I was a kid, we actually had two stamps on the back of our license, right? Um, because I've got the app for Texas, and all of my all of the licenses are in here. But it says I can pull it up right now. It says. <clears throat> federal e-duck stamp and it's only good for uh like two it's good for oh it's good for six weeks the the, the federal e-duck stamp so i bought mine september 1st and the 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 duck stamp was good until october 15th so after that if i were to get checked again i would have to present my i'm so paper. confused your federal duck stamp. Yeah, I only, bought I bought everything online. Yes, and they send it to you at your house. Yes, and it's good for fifteen days. After that, you have to actually no. Have it it's with good you. for six weeks, <clears throat> and then after that, you have to the e duck stamp. But starting next year, it's good for the whole season. I'm assuming so. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Um, did you see about the bad luck the poor suicide bomber had yesterday? I did not see there was a suicide bomber. There was one in Rochester, New York. Believe it or not, again. No, the other one was in Buffalo. But they think that guy's throttle got stuck on that car. Oh. There was a guy in Rochester, New York, and there was some kind of concert going to, and he had a car, and he had 12 bombs in it. Mm. An Uber driver ran a red light, and they T-boned, and the cars blew up. Damn. Did it kill the uh, Uber killed driver? killed everybody in both cars, Damn. but the guy the guy they figured was going to that, was <clears> going to <throat> drive that car into that concert and blow it up. That's terrible. I wouldn't go anywhere now. That's just, I mean, who would, I just... I don't know. And um, while we're talking of concerts, I don't even know who Green Day is. Yeah, you do. I, I don't know who they're. I don't know their music. I'm sure I've heard it, mm-hmm. but I don't know them. I wouldn't know them if they walked in the deal other than some dude that wears black eyeliner. Right. And 50. At 50, yeah. What looks like a fucking tool bag. Anyways, he was um, 
I guess had some anti-Donald Trump lyrics in some song he wrote that was a hit as his, and it's big controversy, Probably. which I really don't give two shits. I don't think it really matters. I think people have decided that the government... Some big rapper came out today and endorsed Donald Trump. Uh, most rappers are. Yeah, they're tired of that shit. Yeah. Um, Green Day has the best... Uh, Changing of the Time songs, probably. They got a lot of good music. I don't know nothing about them. I, I know who they are. I know that they're famous, but I don't know any of their shit. This is Good Riddance is the greatest. Uh, it's time for you It's to the meet. greatest Changing of the Time songs, Graduation, whatever you want to call it. It's the best. So I've heard this song probably? More than likely, yeah. If you've been to a high school graduation it, from 19... 90-whatever to 2000-something. So they've been around a long time. Oh, yeah, this is a good song. Yeah, uh, probably late 90s. It's the best. Another turning point of fork stuck in the Okay, anyway, fuck that, them. We ain't, anyway, we ain't pushing them anyways. Anyway, that's Green Day. Great song. Love it. So Glenn, Glenn Campbell read the sentence. Look at the second one on the right up there. What? On the right side of the screen, oh. Glenn Campbell, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life. Put that on. I like Glenn Campbell. Never heard of him. Huh? I don't know Glenn Campbell. You're a kid. Yeah, you do. Looking at that outfit, I'm glad I don't know him. He's dead now. Oh. Another turning point of fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go. Okay, turn it off now. Glenn Campbell was in Rooster Cogburn. Glenn Campbell sing the Rhinestone Cowboy. Glenn Campbell sing... Uh, oh, I'm a Rhinestone. Yeah, I've heard that. He sang Wichita Lineman. Hadn't heard that. He sing Summer Nights. Or no, uh, Southern Nights. Southern Nights. Oh, he's great. Uh, ring a bell. Oh, he was awesome. He sang a song called... Uh, the, the the greatest song ever written... Uh, dang it, what's the name of that song? Uh, That's not... It's not the greatest song look ever up, written. Gl- look up Glenn Campbell's... Just Glenn Campbell. I know the greatest song ever written. What is it? It it is a new one. Well, it is a fucking new song, and it is a banger. Okay, go to Glenn Campbell. Uh, Gentle on my mind. Gentle on my mind. Yes. I'm betting this is not the greatest. And he did it too slow. He did it too slow. You did it faster. That was it. Well, do it. It's the most recorded song in times. That keeps you in the back row. No. Yes. Well, he didn't write this song. It's a great song. No, it's not the greatest song. It's a great song. Anyways, let me tell you about Glenn Campbell. Pause it for just a minute. Tell me about Glenn. Glenn Campbell was. Glenn Campbell was a, and I can't remember the name of him. I did. They did a Netflix special on him. There was a bunch of guys in in L.A. that were studio musicians. And they did jingles, and they did all kinds of stuff, and he was one of them. And mm-hmm. he would do backups for people, and he got a singing gig of his own. He's very talented, very, very good guy. One of the best artists ever. A lot better than Green Day. Um, I mean, I'm not going to disagree but with th- that. But that is a great song right there. The most recorded song in the history, I think, ever. And I think maybe, uh, what's his name, Dean Dillon might have wrote it. Or uh, Bob Dylan may have wrote it. Look up who wrote Gentle on My Mind now. That's going to drive me crazy. Gentle on My Mind, number two. Survey says John Hartford, 1967. 
Don't even know who he was. Well, it was a great song, though. He wrote a great song. It was a great song. So what's this great song now that's oh, out? fuck, Jeff. I mean, you brought this you're up. Not so even, you know. You're not even ready. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. It is called Year to be Young, 1994, by... Jesus, I got nothing big enough to name. Steven Wilson Jr. It is so fucking good. I, <clears throat> I have listened to this song... Everybody knows I'm a big acoustic guy. If you put out an acoustic version of something, I'm going to fucking watch it. Well, put it on. This guy, he's the next Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that ain't saying much. He's going to be a liberal fuck then. Well, I mean, his voice. Okay. His voice is fucking, it is so incredible. And the acoustic version, you know, I feel like an asshole saying that because it's, I feel like the, I feel like the person that's like, uh, you know, when you watch a great movie that was a book, and everybody's like, oh, the book is so much better. I feel like, that guy's an asshole that says I, that. I see where you're coming from on that. You that feel guy's like you're a- knocking down his talent. Well, no, the guy's an asshole for saying, oh, the, the book's so much better. It's like, no, it's not. Like, guess what? If I'd have read a book about Oppenheimer, I wouldn't have got to see the titties and the sex. So the book's never better, okay? That's number one. But whenever I'm like, oh, the acoustic is so much better, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm that guy. So you're, sitting on, you're, you're saying that there's no books are better than the movies. So what you're never, no, never, never. I no. disagree on that no. sometimes. Never. Anyway, here, here's the song. It's it, this four. We're gonna listen to all four minutes because it's that fucking good. No, don't do that. Very famous. He only has seventeen thousand subscribers. No, he's brand new. I must admit, I felt the flame. Kurt Cobain, a Fender Mustang. MTV brought me up. This is your brain on drugs. Looks like Dahmer. And I won't forget that first girlfriend that got me into boys to men. I grew up about that year. My sweatshirt said no fear.
when my life was a stereo. Well, I don't know if it's the greatest song ever. Gee, that's a good song though. We need to get that. him on the podcast. I love that. Because after song. this, he's going to get a ton of new subscribers. I love that song. How'd you stumble into that? Uh, so I was hunting with Blake, and he heard he he played the uh, the uh, regular re- uh, record ver- version of it, and uh, somehow my phone was listening to me. And that night on TikTok, I was scrolling around and. A, a clip of this came up, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, this guy can fucking sing!" So, anyway, just found it, found a little bit more. He's got a lot of good songs. He's got uh, "Father of Son" is really good. Um, uh, all the world, all the wars from now on is a really good song. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of good stuff. I, "Patches," I, "Patches" is kind of a good song. I like, I like him, and I like his voice. He's got a unique voice. Evidently, he's a little bit older because yeah, he looks old. He, 1994 I, was. Something I was in his life. seven in 1994, and I was not, you know, roller rinks and girlfriends and all that. Other I stuff caught all that. Out. See, it that, right. that related right. to all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, he, that, that's not bad. You know, I've noticed now. He with, said he wrote this. He wrote this. He went to kiss his first girlfriend, head butted her, and then <laughs> she called. She she called him at the end of the night and was like, "Yeah, this is just not going to work out." <laughs> so he went home, turned on Nirvana, and. If you listen, if you catch the very front, uh, he does Teen Spirit. Yeah. He does a little riff of, of yep, Teen Spirit. I got that. You, you do catch that? Yeah. yeah, right after here is uh, it's a little Teen Spirit riff. <laughs> so that was the inspiration for Pain, 1994. Payne told me the other day, we were talking about one of the Nirvana songs, is they took it off of another song. They uh, God, I wish I could remember what he told me. And there was something Nirvana. Uh, Kurt Cobain was a big fan of somebody else that you would not believe, and that some of the uh, music and some of Nirvana, some of Nirvana songs, go back to that. And I can't remember who it was. It was somebody really that surprised me. Really? Yeah, really we'll, surprised me. <clears throat> we'll listen to the first verse of uh, "All the Wars from Now On." It's a, it's a, it's a good song. Um, Anyways, he's not much to look at. No, he looks like a nerd. Where's he out of? I don't know. Hey, Bill. Hey, Don. Hey, Roger. Hey, Ron. For purple hearts full of war stories and local diner black coffee. They laugh at the fool, talk some trash, shoot the bull. But they're as sweet as a slice of chest pie with shrapnel still in their bodies. And I couldn't help but sit there and watch them go about. And that's when it hit me. They got it figured out. Oh, now should be fought about men. They're old enough to know better 
should be It's a very good point too. Have what? What's the guy's name? Oliver Anthony. <clears throat> yeah. And this guy here, we're starting to go back to the '60s where music had. A message? Yes. Yeah. Because we got away from that when we got into the hairband shit. It was, it was, and right. I love the hairband music. I think the best right. music in the world was from 1975 to about 1995. But Those, even that stuff in the 70s had a message. Well, the, 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 but we got away from that. Yeah. Even 100%. the early 70s, we had messages. That's what I mean. From 65 to 75, mm-hmm. very political the, the music mm. was. From Leonard Skinner to everybody had a message just about credence, all these people. <clears throat> We're starting to see that again. Yeah, and I'm not talking about like Green Day just going out and trying to be an asshole. I'm right. talking about the whole song was focused mm-hmm. on some kind of, you know, like Credence. One of their songs is about the Kent State massacre, and I can't remember which song it is right off the top of my head. I don't think it's Credence. In that, uh, I thought it was CCR that had a song about the Kent State. They might. I'm thinking of the other one. Um, Look what's happening. Yeah. Hey, no, that's not Credence. Look what's happening now. There's a man with a gun over there pointing. I, I don't think that's Credence. Um, hey, mama, wasn't it? Hey, what's, what's that sound? Right? Hey, what's that sound? Oh, what's. Oop, I didn't mean to put a period there. No. Uh, God dang it. Everybody look around. Bruce Buffalo, Buffalo Springfield. Springfield. Yes. Great tune right there. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, I think, yeah, that's the one about Kent State. But those, the with music then had a, a lot of them had stories and had a reason what they were singing. You know, we went from the sock hop music that was about nothing other than just a beat. Right. Then we got into the where everybody was pushing the stuff. Then we got into the to the music again where it wasn't about the the message. Well, now it seems like a lot of these guys are starting to play a message. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I do. My, uh, he's my new. Uh, he's a good. He's he's good. I like it. You got to reach most, out to him if you want to be on the podcast. <clears throat> most of the stuff he does is pretty good. Um, the year to be young was released in 2018, so it's been around a while. But Spotify put it on their um, uh, some some something at the like on the landing page, and that's why it's gotten so popular. He's got so. a different voice for sure. Oh, yeah. Fucking phenomenal voice. But I wouldn't pay him the greatest song ever. No. 1994 Gentle. is the greatest song. No. Gentle on my mind's better than that. There's a lot of other ones. Guys, you can't. That's all an opinion-based deal. It's like on who's the best guitar player. Yeah. You know? His voice is not very good, but his music's good. He's got a Who? This guy here. He's got a unique voice. He has a unique voice, just like that Oliver Anthony guy did, too. Right. Willie Nelson's got a good voice. Not a good voice. He's got a unique voice. Yeah. Is Willie going to see 100? I hope. I hope. I hope I didn't jinx him. If uh, if there if cannabis cannabis would be good to uh, like that that should be your spokesperson. Like look look what you can do. Get away from alcohol and just smoke a little bit of dope. So did Snoop Dogg really give up smoking pot? No, uh, he he got he got in contact with like a grill company. The smokeless. I seen the commercials. <clears throat> yeah, that's all it was. So it's not. So he didn't give up smoking pot. I don't think so. What's the deal with Martha Stewart now? Did you see her little lingerie shot? God bless her. Prison did her good. <laughs> you know, it said, what'd she go to prison for? Two, three years? Uh, Yeah. For, for the insider information. And but Nancy Pelosi's running around free. Yeah. I saw, uh, so there's a clip with the Wolf of Wall Street. He did an interview with Tucker Carlson. And um, he said that Warren Buffett, long time ago, late, 2007-ish, right around there, 
I believe he offered a million dollars to what whoever could beat the S&P 500. Million bucks if you can beat it over did Nancy Pelosi collect her check? Over however long. Not a single hedge fund could do it. Nobody in the entire like no first of all Hardly anybody took the bat. And then finally somebody did, and they quit after seven months because they realized you, you just can't beat the S&P 500. Um, so, but you got all these politicians that are Way head and shoulders above the S&P 500. Yep. Smartest minds in the country couldn't fig- can't figure out how to beat it. But, but the politicians can. fucking politicians can. Every time. But it's just because they they invest in legislation that they're about to pass. Yeah, they, that's all the time. What do you? Uh, He'd be somebody I'd, I'd like to get on the podcast, Jordan Belfort. So we we talk about uh, well the S and P and stuff. And I was talking politics. Did you see another another black guy come out today? Just endorse Joe Biden or Donald Trump? Uh-uh. Charlemagne the God. Really, the biggest mistake he ever did was betting for voting for Biden and Harris. Really? Yep. I want to look up something on Nancy Pelosi real quick. <clears throat> Wonder if she was on Epstein's she, plane. I think not. I don't know. She graduated from Trinity College, Washington in '62. She's crooked. I don't know if she did. She's, she's kid, a crooked so. as shit. Yeah, I don't know that she's a child molester, but she is. She is damn sure crooked as shit. Her dad was a big time. I think he was mob in uh, connected. Yeah, he was he was back to Venice because she's Italian. Watching Oppenheimer though, and this is kind of a hard pivot from that, but the minds of those guys is just incredible. Was he on the spectrum? He was kind of a piece of shit. I mean, not a piece of shit. Just you're going to tell me this fucking no, movie. No, 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 I'm not going to tell you the movie. He's not a piece of shit at all. I, I that would that was the wrong thing to say, but like just a. Chain smoker and womanizer. That's kind of it. That's a smart one. <laughs> Brilliant. But so you don't think he was on the spectrum? I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't think that you get that from um, from that movie at all. Um, which I mean, obviously, you know, you're at the mercy of what they want to show you. I mean, it's not a you're not seeing any footage of him. Don't you think most people like that though are on the spectrum? Like Elon Musk. You think he's Elon, on the spectrum? Yeah, Elon is for sure. Yeah, but do you uh, think Jeff Bezos is? Uh, I don't. I think Jeff Bezos is just ruthlessly ambitious. What about Bill Gates? He probably could be a little bit. Most of those bright minds like that that think out of the box, yeah, are definitely out of the box. Yeah, and like the he was more just kind of the organizer of it all. I don't know how much in. I don't know how much of his science was going into making up the atom bomb. They had the best minds in the world. All Germans are just about, wouldn't they? Jewish, a lot of them. But Jewish, German, Jewish, German Jews. I don't know if they were German, but <clears throat> they were. A lot of them were Jewish. I think. I think a lot of them were German. And they said that was probably the only thing that kept Germany from getting it before us. Is but- the best minds at the time. And quantum physics were Jewish people. And they were definitely stalling it. And they were not <clears throat> helping Hitler. No. If, if they could. Um, Problem was, we had a handshake agreement with Russia. And then when we got the technology... We gave it to Russia. Kind of. You know what? Let's be honest, though. 
The United States isn't the pillar in the sky like everybody thinks they are. No. We're a crooked piece of shit country. Yeah. Now, the people of the United States are not. But our government is ruthless, bad people. Right. They're horrible. That's the reason we have the drug problem we have. If they wanted to stop the drugs coming into our country, they could do it yeah. in a heartbeat. But they said there was no way that Japan would get out of that war unless we put boots on the ground. They would not have surrendered. They'd still be fighting. They said it's just that's their that's their makeup. So unless we put boots on the ground on the islands of Japan and lost a whole lot of kids, Germany Japan's not going to stop. So I don't know. We had to drop the bomb. <clears throat> he struggled a lot with that about killing all the people. Yeah, and I mean he knew at the beginning what was going to happen, but still. well, and true, <laughs> you know. They, the Japanese did not think about the American kids on the USS Arizona. No, but well, yeah, I mean, obviously but they didn't. I don't like the toll wasn't hundreds of thousands. Well, no, but they wasn't going to stop. No, you know what though? When you start a war, if you start a fight, if you're some jackass and you go into a club and you start shit and some guy beats your ass, you're asking for it. Yeah, the Japanese government asked for what happened to them. And I'm I sure just, if you get behind the scenes, there's some war machine type shit going on. I don't know when the war machine started. I don't know if it was in World War One. It was damn sure in World War Two. But someone saw the the profit to be made by war. Yeah. And who knows what what was involved in all of that? Um, you know, you just talked to me the other day. We was talking about all the fighting that was happened in North Africa. Mm, yeah, World War II. You know, the, it, the Italians fought over there a bunch. Rommel yep. was there, the Germans. That was a big and a nasty place to fight. Now, do you, do you believe Alex Jones is pretty level? Do you think Alex Jones is smarter than he gets credit for? And do you think he's honest? Well, I don't know about honest. I think he's I think he's ahead of his time on a lot of things, for sure, because he says a lot of things, and you're like, that's stupid. That'll never happen. And then... I think he's pretty... He's early. He's like he's like five years early on I think he's a stuff. bright guy. I really do. I don't know if he's a good person, right. but I think he's pretty smart. Never been around him, so I can't say if he's honest or dishonest, but I think he's definitely spot on on a lot of things. He had an interesting take today on uh, George Soros is involved. George Soros says that Netanyahu is wanting to ship all the bad elements from Gaza out. Mm-hmm. They're either going to send them to a compound in North Africa. George Soros wants to fund to send them to the United States and to Europe. Why the fuck do we need them people here? Yeah, right. We don't need them. Mm-mm. We need to shut our fucking border down. I don't give a shit if it's a melting pot. Every place in the world is, was a melting pot at one time or another. Every place. England was a melting pot at one time. Um, Every place in the world at one time or another, as as the world and the population grew in the country, was overtaken by people from other places. It's not just the United States. Right. We're unique in the way that we were separated, and it was an opportunity, so people came from all over the world. But it wasn't the only melting pot they ever had. All of Europe's been a melting pot forever. We don't need all that shit no more than Europe does. Right. The Muslims are killing our world. Every place that they go and take over turns out to be a shithole. Dearborn, Michigan, a shithole. Minneapolis is a shithole now. All because of the Muslims. You talk to somebody in Minneapolis, and they'll tell you the same thing, unless, uh, unless they're a diehard liberal. Right. Everybody in Minneapolis will tell you that it's turned the city's turned to shit because of all the Muslim problems they have. 
Now, George Soros wants, I say send him to George Soros's ass. First of all, we need to get rid of George Soros. Well, time will do that. Well, it's time's sure has been very patient for him. And his son's the biggest piece of shit as he is. Yeah. And our politicians just get in bed with him. What's going on with your phone you're so distracted by? Uh, <clears throat> somebody was asking if I deposited a check, and oh. I thought I did, but they're saying it didn't clear their books. Oh, so I guess you didn't deposit the check. I thought I did. Oh. It was one of those, you take the picture. I don't do any of that. And, like, that's 50-50, I've noticed, especially out here. Oh, I don't do any of that. Well, for a lot of people, it works. Technology, on the other hand, for me. Have you seen the story about That's the old much. man that goes to the bank? Mm, son, mm. son gets on to him and says, Dad, it's supposed to be a true story. Tells his dad, said, Dad, we can do all this online with your computer. Right. And shows him how to do it online. Well, his dad doesn't do it. He goes to the bank every day. Dad, you don't have to do that. And finally, the dad said, listen, I'm a widow. Mm-hmm. I get up in the morning and I go to the coffee shop and I have coffee with the men at the table. I go to the grocery store every day to get one or two things because I might bump into someone I can talk to. <laughs> Then I go to the bank every day because I like to visit with the ladies that work there. And then I go here every day. And he said, don't take that away from me. I don't have very many days left of getting it. And that's sad, but as I get older, I see that. I ain't got much else to do, kid. Yeah, I mean, you enjoy visiting with people. And the reason you see that every town's got a cafe that's got the Dead Pecker Club or the Table of Knowledge, well, those old men go in there because that's the only time they get to be around people their own age to sit and visit about things that they like. What time? I thought the Epstein thing came out at noon. It's supposed to come out today. Oh. I hadn't seen it at least on nothing other than Twitter. None of the mainstream medias have picked it up yet. It's coming today, though. The judge is doing it. ESPN apologizes for airing video of woman flashing breasts during Sugar Bowl telecast. Fuck, I knew I should. Well, I watched Oppenheimer, so I saw boobs. Did you see the titties on uh, in the Sugar Bowl? No, I ch- I went to bed at the end of the third quarter. I said, oh, I the game's over with. And then I was asleep, and all of a sudden my phone buzzes, and it's pain. And I'm like, hey, he goes, what are you doing? I said, sleeping. He goes, huh? He goes, you're not watching the game? I said, no, it's fucking was over. He said, you need to turn it on. He said, Texas is on the 12-yard line with 15 seconds left at the chance to win the game. So I said, okay. So I went in the other room, got in the living room, turned the TV on, watched two plays, went to bed. <laughs> you did? Yeah. And then I saw everybody this morning was bitching about pass interference on the last play. That was football. That I just, I just, I, I want one time. For them to say to, to to have a game where the officials don't make a call at the end that changes the game. Oh, don't blur it out. What are you doing? Let's see. Oh, you're on Bourbon Street. That's your first. That's your first. That's your first bad oh, she's thing. Gonna pull it down. Here it goes. That wasn't that. Not bad. much. That wasn't even much titties. Well, they had a football over it. Let's see. <clears throat> Maybe this will be another one. Why would you go to Bourbon Street to do this? (laughs) This is great. And like you would, wouldn't you figure? Oh, she pulled them out. Yeah. Wouldn't you figure that that would be on a delay? Like, wouldn't that be like stock footage? I don't know, but those aren't very good tits. They look like fried eggs on nails. I thought she was like in the stadium and did it. (laughs) No, it was on. I knew that it was on. I saw something this morning on Twitter or something about it or X, whatever you call it. But I didn't know exactly. I didn't go looking for it. Like you figure all that crap is days old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not not live footage because you don't know what you're going to get. That's great, though. <laughs> Some little 12-year-old boys happy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what's Texas going to do with Manning? 
let him sit behind years. Years play like he did last night. He might be a starter next year. Years did not play very good last night. Look, did not look like he had any go in it. I'm Washington, if, man. I'm telling you, Washington. That kid, I'm telling you, that kid throws a great deep pass. I was I was really impressed with him. And, and it's playing against college kids, but my God, Texas a lot of times had great coverage, and the ball was just within inches of being right where it needed to be, and they say he throws a great deep ball. His receivers are good, too. They got a good football team. Grand Blanc, team. Michigan. One person won the $842 million Powerball. I'll put Lucas Bellinger. Cash value is four hundred twenty-five mil. Um, the government is the biggest winner in all of these yes. jackpot drawings. Yep, the government got four hundred twenty-five million dollars to give to Ukraine yesterday. I it's mean, a, it's on everything, though. Yeah, you you go to the casino, and every time someone gets a pay, uh, uh, a jackpot, the government's getting twenty-eight percent of it. Those were the numbers. Yep, I started to Fuck, pick them those are my numbers. numbers. Yep, there you go. Powerball numbered one. I always do one. Son of but. Bitch, you, you, the government just kills it on everything that they do. Every transaction, the government gets money out of. Fuck the government. I'm tired of it. So if you no. get five numbers and not the Powerball, it's two million. Yep. That'd be a nice pay. And well, the government would get a million. Get a million of it. But they don't have they don't have anything invested in it. Mm -mm. It's just crazy. It, but what's crazy is we have elected people that think that's okay, and we're broke. How the fuck are we broke as a country? Yeah, that should be a nice down payment on something. Yeah, $425 million the government got. But we're broke. I mean... Michigan will get some of that and squander it. Hmm. Well, no, no, no. That'll be a separate tax. That'll be a state income tax. The right. federal government tax is going to be about 40% on that. Right. That's not counting what the state's going to charge you because some states have 8%, 10%. Will that be on the, the net part? Will that be on the 425 part? The state? No. I'm assuming the cash value is 425.5, million. I'm assuming the state of Michigan's going to say, whoa, 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 hold on. We have a 8% sales tax. So you're going to owe us $36 million. So that is, okay, okay, okay. Now, I'm not in Mex now. Michigan, no, so I don't no, know no, how no, the but, rules but work. What I'm there. saying is the cash value is not counting what the federal government gives you. That's with the federal so taxes taken out. I, I I don't think so. I you think, think that's it's federal just, and state. No, I don't think that. I don't think anything's been taken out. Yeah, at that point. it's he took the cash drawing. They estimate cash value is four hundred and fifty-two million, twenty-five million. Right. I he think won eight hundred and forty-two million. The other that's part that's over an extended amount of time. I think you'll the, get the eight forty-two if you take a drip. I think when you take it at one time, it's taxes and everything. That's after taxes. It's four hundred twenty-five. Oh. 0.2 million. I hope if not, then he only won 220 million dollars. Right, right. And then the government's really fucking you and they're getting six, they're getting three fourths of it. I, th I think that that's after the taxes have been taken out, federal taxes. I think. Can you imagine if we had to look this up because one of us won that sucker? Mm. I'll just do lottery. I always said if I won the lottery, I'd keep doing what I'm doing. That's a lot of money. Uh, I, I would still do because I like what we're doing. I'd still do the podcast and everything, but I sure wouldn't worry much. Yeah, I would. How much of the Powerball cash option is paid after taxes? My employees would sure happy if I won that. Uh, if you win the minimum $20 million jackpot and choose a lump sum payout, the federal government withholds 24% from your winnings. So, yeah, he's getting that taken out. 
You are looking at a $12 million payout. That's just federal. So federal is going to take 24% of $425 million, and then Michigan's going to take whatever theirs is. Well, it's saying if you take 20, that the cat, that the that's the minimum. Yeah, and the cash option's eight million. So that's that's after taxes. That's so it's about the same. I think that they've already taken it out. Hmm. See, that's why if you win 20 million, the, the federal okay. government withholds 20 automatically. So that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay, okay. So they are taking 24 percent uh, right off the bat, 800 million or whatever. Yep. $12 million payout, roughly the lump sum of a $20 million jackpot. You'll pay just a scotch under $3 million in taxes. Now you were down to 9.1. So you're still taking taxes out of that. You're getting $20 million. You're going to get half of it. A little less. Right here. Listen to this. Before you file your federal and state tax returns the following year, if your winnings plus your income put you over the top marginal tax rate, you win $12 million. Yeah, you're going to be over that marginal deal. You're in the top bracket now. You're a 0.01 percenter at that time. Yep. Hmm. That's frustrating. Yeah, it's it's, but it's but our government does it on every fucking thing you do. And they don't even want you to gamble. Isn't technically this gambling? No, oh, they like it because they get paid. Why would they not like it? They're getting... I'm saying there's places where gambling is illegal because it's immoral or whatever. Where at? You can't gamble in Texas. Bullshit. They got a lottery. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, they want we, you to have the lottery. They don't want you to pick. gamble. That's we cherry right. pick what we what 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 we're good with gambling. I got to pee real quick. We're going to talk about something else. <clears throat> Take another break. All right, we're back. So, we get off taxes now. I want to talk to you about something you brought up this weekend. It's kind of controversial. Me? Yes, you. I didn't say anything controversial. Yes, this you weekend. did. You said Jesus was a, God was a hypocrite. No, I didn't say he was a hypocrite. What'd you say? I just said he had hypocritical tendencies. Well, don't that make you a hypocrite? No, eh, it's all different. So, explain to me how he's a hypocrite. <laughs> okay. Well, so we were in the uh, Christmas service, and I did not realize how old Mary was. Whenever she was planted with the seed of God. 13 or 14, right? That's what, that's what research leads to people to believe. I didn't have Which, birth certificates back then. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I just think it's funny that Joseph is like, you know, I got to get rid of this girl. Like, what, what, what are people going to think of me having a pregnant, uh, out-of-wedlock wife? That's what you're worried about? You're not worried about her being 13 or 14? You're worried about what people are going to say, her being pregnant out-of-wedlock? That was pretty normal then. Apparently so. Um, what do you think? What do you think childbearing ages were for in the medieval times? I don't know. You're but, looking at me like I'm well, lost. Here. What, what do you think? 12, 13, 14? We, we, what do you think about the Indians? <coughs> a lot of phlegm in that. Um, <clears throat> Jeff, we were just talking about the age of consent just an hour ago. I know. So now, now it's a hard reverse. I mean, now you're okay with it. What do you mean? I'm just saying that's the way things were back then. It's kind of like slavery. Okay. I don't condone slavery at all. Right. But there was a time in the world where slavery slavery was not looked upon as socially unaccepted. Right. There is a time when everything's got a time and a place. Girls were having sex and getting married at young ages then. There wasn't a law that was 18 years old. Look at colonial times. 
how old do you, what do you think the average person was age of giving birth then? I don't know. I'll bet you that in the colonial days of the mid 1700s, I bet 16 years old was considered old to be having your first child. There's got to be an answer here. All right. Six unbelievable true facts about colonial life. Average age was 48 years of age. <laughs> it said one guy was. I thought it said the average age was 48 when you died. Oh, when you died? Yeah. Uh... More than one in three, a third of all girls in colonial ages were knocked up when they were walking down the aisle. Where did it say that? Oh. Right up there. Uh, marriage lasted on average less than 12 years because of high mortality. Uh, children, uh, one half of children, 13 and under, had lost at least one parent. Knew that already. Uh, parents expected some children to die. Knew that. Mm-hmm. Imported goods. Just, I guess that's not the answer I was looking for. I didn't even say nothing at all about it. Not a thing. Um, yeah, I would I would assume it would be pretty young. Probably. Yeah, that was common. But and it would be the same at all. In in the Wild West it was the same. It was everywhere. Let's see. This might have something. It's gonna make me pay to read it though, I bet. Midwife tale. Mm. Also, a lot of single moms in, too. Well, yeah, dad died a lot of times. I can't find anything just skimming. I would have to... Uh... Okay, hold on. So, uh, statistics show that under age 18, mothers and their children's... Oh, never mind. Do better if they do not marry their fathers. I feel like the Washington Post is just trying to get you to believe something. Um, so, and, 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 you know, that was, a, that was the first little, ooh, kind of thing of the story. And then, um, Tex, I believe in his last podcast with us, he said that, um, angels, <clears throat> angels came down from heaven and had sex with regular people. And then they created like this. They the, the regular people had this uh, newfound knowledge, maybe, and newfound powers, and that was not acceptable in God's eyes. They just learned from the man. So you're calling God a hypocrite still? No, I'm just saying that what he did could be viewed as kind of, hey, those are my people to. Impregnate. So he should have impregnated a woman over 21. You'd have felt better? No, I mean, just the whole thing is just kind of, hmm. There wasn't a single virgin that was a little bit older, maybe? Well, it sounds like reading this deal, there wasn't a whole lot of virgins around. And, you know, you're going to... Maybe he had to find one that age to find a virgin. You're going to throw your seed on her, kind of against her knowing? I told you a couple weeks ago I don't buy the, I didn't buy into the whole I don't buy into the whole Noah's Ark deal. Mm-hmm. I believe there was an Ark. I believe there was a man named Noah. I believe he built it. I just don't buy the two by two and all the animals in the world. I just don't buy that shit. 
Now, if Jesus could feed the masses with five fish and a loaf of bread, then he could figure a way to feed a polar bear next to a cat. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand all the intricacies of the of the of the ark. I would like to go to the ark that's built in Kentucky and see that. You know, they uh, they filed an insurance claim. It flooded. Huh? <laughs> the ark did. Yeah. Yeah, they had obviously not a very good one then. Yeah, you know, they they they, they built the specs right. They didn't build it to float, by golly. But anyway. Did you know that in nineteen eighty the average age as of a first time mother was one percent of the population was fourteen. In nineteen eighty? In nineteen eighty. In two thousand sixteen it's went down. Mm-hmm. The average, you know what age is the highest deal for uh, babies right now? Mm-mm. 18 years of age. Really? That surprises me. But there's a lot of girls under 18 that got three or four kids. That probably changes it up a lot. Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will become pregnant, give a birth to a son, and name him Jesus. He will be a great man, son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Your son will be king of Jacob's people forever, and his kingdom will never end. How can this be? I am a virgin. The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the holy child developing inside of you will be called the Son of God. Elizabeth, your relative, is six months pregnant with a son. In her old age, people said she couldn't have a child, but nothing is impossible for God. Mary answered, I am, not, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you've said happen to me. Then the angel left her. Now, we're looking at this from my, being your standpoint. Like, that'd be really hard. But if an angel comes and talks to you, you're good. You know it. I don't know. You don't think so? If an angel come down to you... I wouldn't believe it. <clears throat> well, well, who do you think's talking to you? I just wouldn't believe it. So if you see a little thing floating around with wings around and stuff and tells you this stuff, you don't... I would probably end up thinking... you. you the average person, which I consider myself to be very average, maybe even a little below, would just hand wave that experience away as a dream. So if Jesse and you're sitting there and this angel comes down and says he knocked Jesse up. Doesn't say anything about anybody else being in there. So room. Joseph wasn't in there too, you don't think? No. So when did he tell Joseph? I guess when she started showing, I don't know. Or when he was he tried to I think he tried to leave Mary and he was like, No, you're not gonna do that. That'd be tough to stay with a pregnant woman if you didn't have sex with her. <laughs> Yeah, that's my virgin. Yeah, that's that would be a really tough deal. But I'm assuming Joseph had several wives. That was also common back in the time. I don't know. Um, but yeah, if 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 Jesus came to me in the middle of the night and said, "Whatever, pick whatever miracle I'm going to undertake," I would hand wave it away and just be like, "That nah, was a dream." See, I think God. I think now, if he came back a couple times, then maybe you know we gotta we gotta start listening. I think if God wanted to, God has His plan. There's no doubt, and I'm not second guessing God. So just sounds like you are. But if he'd come in that booming voice and talk to everybody, mm-hmm. Christianity go through the books. If he come down and said, "Jeff, go to church," <laughs> I'd be there every Sunday. I don't think you would. I, it would if he'd scare me. Okay. Swing us around again, back to the um, babies and mamas. 
What county, what, what area in the United States West Virginia has the oldest first-time mothers? Not the youngest first-time mothers, oldest first-time mothers. And when I tell you the list after you guess, you're going to say that makes sense because it does to me after I read the math. It's going to be a highly uh, affluent, the oldest, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very affluent part of the country. Yes. So places that have a lot of uh, professional women, lawyers, doctors, that sort of thing. Um, maybe like, um, it's gotta be a suburb of some sort. It's not going to be a major metropolitan because that's going to get drugged down by. Actually uh, it is. It is a major metropolitan. San Francisco. I, damn it. I was going to say San Francisco. I seriously was. 31.9 years of age. But I figured, yeah, cause yeah, cause. I, I just figured all the bad stuff going on in San Francisco was the only reason I didn't say San Francisco. Manhattan is second. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So once I read the list, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Pikin County, Colorado. I don't know where that is, but I'm assuming that's probably an affluent area of Denver, if I'm guessing. Probably. Or Pit- Pitkin County, Colorado Yeah. is tied with Manhattan at 31.1. There's four of them. Falls Church, City, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C., where all the wealthy people are. Marion County, California. I think that's where Calabasas is. Uh, Arlington County, Virginia. Teton County, Wyoming, which is going to be Jackson Hole, I bet. Norfolk County, Massachusetts. Alexandria City of Virginia and Middlesex County, Massachusetts. All the wealthy affluent areas are from liberal cities. So those women, women out there don't have children. A lot of them. They did a whole thing about this. It's actually really, really good. In San Francisco, women are childless by thirty. So there are more women without children at thirty than there are women with children. The first yeah. time ever. Well, somebody clipped a part of one of my podcasts, I believe it was, where I was talking about what what our society does to nineteen-year-old women or eighteen-year-old women, nineteen-year-old women. We just lie to them all the time. You know, the first lie is there's nothing more important than your career, more or less by definition. That's the first lie. The second lie is there will be nothing more important to you in your life than your career. So that's the second lie. And then the third lie is there should be nothing more important in your life than your career. So that's the third lie. What I've seen is that as women progress towards their late 30s, no, late 20s, there's a psychological transformation. And what happens is that they place less emphasis on their career and way more emphasis, particularly on having a child. Oftentimes it's not possible because you reach a certain age where it's just you're going through in vitro and so maybe God was right. You gotta hit it, you know. That's the that's the peak age in your teen years or, or childbearing years, late teens, early twenties, if you're gonna have a kid, that's when you're most prime. Well but and now like having kids is scary, you know. I mean, <clears throat> we were later. I think I was 27, I think. Reese is nine. So, yeah, I was 27. So, I mean, Jesse was 25. You know, that's, that's you know, and if we wanted to have a kid now, like if Jesse were, if Jesse were a high-powered lawyer, let's say, she went through school, I don't know how many years, she's coming out of, she's coming out of college, mid-20s, early, you know, 24, 25-ish. She wants to get her career established, so that's five years. And then, you know, she works her ass off, and these high-powered women, are they're working 80 hours a week making their career, and then they want to become partner at a law firm. And, 
you know, so there's a decade of your life. Well, you're a lot of these women are looking at having kids in their mid thirties and the ship has sailed for a lot of people bi- biologically, you know, Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny, my clock is ticking. She's not wrong. So a lot of women that, that <clears throat> want to be a, a big doctor or a big lawyer or some big professional come out of college and then they devote 10 years of their life to pursuing that. And then they're just too old. I think over 40 is too old to have a child. Not well, all cases, because there's a difference. <clears throat> I don't, it's hard on the female yes. at 40. Yeah, it's hard to recover. And I'm 55 years old right now. I can't imagine having a 15-year-old kid in the house. And that's why a lot of times, that's why we're below replacement, because if a woman is in her mid-30s, she'll have one kid. Yes. And that's all she can do. By the time she's ready to bounce back, she's looking she's looking at 38 or 39 before she's ready to have another kid. Kids are meant for young people. And it's just, it's too tough to do. So that's why we're below replacement is because women have gone out into the world. And like Dr. Peterson said here, like from the time they were a little girl, everybody's told them, you know, get a career, be self-sufficient. Um, nothing is going to be more important than what you do in your, in your professional life. And then they do the 80 to 90 hours a week for a decade <clears throat> We've already talked about how women marry. They marry across and up. So they're going to marry, at minimum, another lawyer. So their bring home together is half a million bucks, would you say? Probably. Approximately. 300 to half a million. So she says, why should I work 80? Why should we both work 80 to 90 hours a week? I'll cut back. I'll go to part-time. I'll work 40 hours a week, put my career on the back burner. He's already bringing home a quarter of a million dollars. Like, we're set. We're fine. So now I want a kid. Well, it's just, you waited too long. And it sucks to say, but you just did. You focused on the wrong thing at the wrong time. Or I shouldn't say wrong because everybody's got to make their own determination of what's important in their life. But your goals change as you get older in life. That That is a for sure deal. And I am going through that in the last six months where things that were important to me a year, two, three, five, ten years ago are not as important as oh, shit, I'm getting old. I need to get this done before I die. Yeah. Because you get to that point where you start thinking about that. Yeah. You think, I want to make sure I leave the world better than what I got here with or whatever it is. Right. You start seeing the reality is is that other than having something bad happen to you, mm-hmm. the average person lives to be 78 years of age. Right. And how many of those last year? So let's say you've got, let's say you got another 20 years, just for easy math. How many more years are you going to be able to go do whatever it is that you want to do? Yes, I've like got, just because you're alive doesn't mean that your body can can withstand a flight to Scotland or whatever, and then go trek up the the highlands of Scotland. Scotland. So just because you're alive doesn't mean that you can go. Like if my grandparents wanted to go to Scotland today, they're screwed. They waited too long. You're about 15 years too late on that. But people don't think about that. They think, well, I'll be here till I'm 75. Yeah, but can you make that trip? Can you make that trip at 72? Probably not. You Your life can improve up till about 60 to 65 years of age. You right. can improve things in your life. Yeah. After 65 years of age, For the, the, percentages, the percentages of people who live a good quality life doing whatever they want to do after 65 drop, drops dramatically. Yeah. After 75, 
very rare to find a guy that's and everybody knows that one guy that's 80 years old that's that, why that's why he's in the newspaper that's why they're writing an article about him yeah because old man scales mount everest that's because yeah. it's an anomaly yes if it was normal nobody would write a book about it no that's right and 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 as you age but you have to get to an age i don't know if i got to an age or me having that heart incident a couple of weeks ago but something in me changed that i look at things a little bit different now yeah now, I've always wanted to live until I die. I've always been that way. I've gone and done stuff. I spent money I didn't have to go do shit I like to do because I've got too many friends of mine that have died or got old and had something happen to them never done shit. Mm. And I don't want to be that person. But you have, you, you're going to get to a point where you realize, it was with motherhood the same way. These people that have, I, I know two girls I went to school with that never had kids. Yeah. And I bet if you could get them to tell you the honest to God too, they have a ton of regrets. Probably. One of them fucked her life up and just screwed it up one time after another. The other one is a professional lady. Never wanted to have kids. Wanted yeah. to be the biggest, best at what she does. Well, she is that, but she has nothing. Yeah, she's got a miserable husband, just like she's miserable. They've they've spent their whole life into their careers, and now that they're age, they don't have nothing around them but a mm -hmm. dog. That's yeah. no life. It's tough, but I mean that's just that's what we've told told girls for a long time now. That's what I was trying to tell Reese when she was in here last week. It's like, if that's what you want, that's fine. But, you know, there, there's going to come a time where you're going to have this payoff. There's, there's going to be a tipping point in your life. And maybe there's not. For some women, I'm sure that there's not. But for a lot of these women that do these sort of things, they get to this point and they're like, God dang. It's tough was to have, it that important? It's tough to have a kid when you're 40 years old. Because... First of all, you're not going to have a lot in common with other moms. Yeah. I mean, that that's I don't care where you live at, what neighborhood you live in, if you live in an affluent neighborhood or you live in a poor neighborhood, if you're 40 years old and you have a newborn child, and that means at 45 you're starting pre-K and stuff, yeah. you're going to be dealing with a bunch of 22 to 25-year-old moms that may not have much financially, but they've got time and energy to spend with their kids. Yeah. And that's the problem. Not all old people are that way that have kids because there's not, but – you don't get to enjoy them, you know, like like you do if you have them at a younger age when you can't afford them. Another problem is is that the people that can afford kids don't have them because they're financially responsible. Yeah. Having multiple kids. Yeah. You know, you got Philip Rivers. He's got 18 kids. Well, he's got millions of dollars. He can afford to do it. The average person that has a ton of kids, most of them can't afford them. Yeah. They just keep having them and they get checks from the government and stuff. It's an incentive to keep having more kids. Well, People like you and Jesse are very financially responsible. Y'all are really good parents. Y'all should have more kids. But you also like to have your freedom. You're getting at the age now where y'all can do stuff with Jameson that y'all couldn't have done two years ago. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, that's a trade-off, too. Like, uh, it's funny that uh, that song, Year to Be Young, uh, I was listening to it, and, you know, we was talking about sitting in his room listening to music and telling Mom, you know, I'll, just, I'll see you when I see you. Like, Reese is coming up on that age rapidly. He's nine now. You know, you're looking at another four years. He's a teenager. Well, three, three and a half, really. And um, I remember how I was as a teenager. And you, you get this independence and you don't need mom and dad anymore. And, you know, that's a sad thing to think about, that, that we're, we're kind of we're, we're, we're reaching a peak with him being the little kid. So, you know, party is like, well, would we like another, another kid? But that doesn't make the kids you have any younger. Do you want to be a dad or a daddy? Because daddy's fun. Right. Being dad's not that much fun. Right. You know, be coming up on dad pretty quick. Yeah. And you know what dad stands for? 
I need money. Yeah. Daddy is all about everything. Yeah. But when you're a dad, dad, I'm in jail. Mm-hmm. Dad, I need money. Dad, I need a new cell phone. Dad, I need this. Dad, my truck's out of gas. Can I have your credit card? Dad, that's what dad's about. Daddy's all about everything. Yeah. Daddy, will you watch TV with me? Daddy, will you do this? That you know. And it means telling them no. You know, if you, if you listen to more Dr. Peterson, it's uh, the female crucifixion is Mary brought Jesus into the world knowing that he was going to be destroyed by the world. And that's what you have when you have a little boy is, you know, he's got to go out and he's got to take his lumps because that's the only way he's going to mature to be a man. Yeah, we, we need. And to, that's hard to see. You got to teach your kid to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's life. I mean, I don't give a shit what you do. You're going to be a loser somewhere, sometime in the road, down the road. Football game last night, Quinn years, kid got paid big cash from mm-hmm. South Carroll, Carroll, go to Ohio State to Texas. Guess what he lost? No matter how good he is, big he game. lost. Yep. He's a loser last night. He's a winner in life, but yeah. he was a loser last night. And all them kids, and every school's that way. You got kids that bust their ass to get here. That's just life, though. But you got to teach your kids that there's good and bad. When It doesn't matter what you do at the end of the time. Usually just one person stands up as a winner for that day. One person pulls puts up the trophy. That's right, and you got to learn to accept that. And instead of letting it make you who you are, if you do lose, you should get better at what you do. But you got to teach your kids to lose. And we, as a society, have done away with that. From all sports to participation, you know, you go into a kid's room today and they got a track ribbon. Well, fuck mm-hmm. anybody that runs a track meet, we give them a ribbon for it. Yeah, you got six place out of six runners, give them a ribbon. Fuck that shit. Run faster. But I really just don't think that I could go back to late night bottle changes and diaper changes and all that stuff. No, because you're old. It's well, not an old man sport. Not old yet, but you are old to have a kid. It would be a it would be a big lifestyle change. How old are you? Thirty six. Thirty six years old. That means I'd if Jesse got knocked up, thirty seven years old, you would be my age with a senior in high school. Trust me, <laughs> that ain't nothing you want to think about doing. No, I know, but. When your kids get older, but we were late getting to the game because we were, to some extent, we thought, you know, well, we got to have our ducks in a row to have a kid and we got to be financially uh, uh, solvent. Is that the word? Yeah, but you can never afford a child. No, 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 no. I'm, you know, supposed to have more kids than you can afford, I guess. You're, you're very responsible and y'all are really good parents. And it's a shame for society y'all don't have more kids just for that reason alone. But is one kid is one more kid is that going to change society's makeup? If it makes so. another if it makes another good adult, yes. Yes it does. I but the good families don't have that many kids anymore. No, we're busy. Yeah, you got other things going on and responsibilities. Yeah. Plus you want to give your kids something. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be one of these people that's got eight kids and the kids don't ever get to do nothing. Yeah. You don't want to look at a Christmas tree and there's eight presents under there and each kid gets one little thing because that's all you can afford. Three wouldn't put us out that bad. It would put Jameson and Reese out because they'd have to share a bedroom just because that's the house makeup of Knox City. There's not a whole lot of houses out there that would uh, be available for each kid to have their own bedroom, but kids shared a bedroom a long time ago. But Me and Tony I, did. Yeah, I know, but part of me as a as a parent, you know, I all, all of my, we all had our own bedroom. So you would feel, I would feel inferior. I would feel like I'm giving my kids a lesser life than what I had by making them share a room, which in the grand scheme of things, like. Y'all had, y'all done, you do a lot more with your kids than we did with y'all. And we did a lot with y'all. No, but not near like what y'all do with y'all's kids. Y'all are, y'all are setting the bar high for your kids. 
Mm-hmm. Now, see, that's one of the things that fear, that my fear is, is getting older is, is I can't provide for my grandkids if I needed to. And I shouldn't have to. But that is an actual worry of mine. And 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 I want my grandkids to have more than my kids did. And I want my great-grandkids to have more than my grandkids did. Well, guess what? Eventually, we're going to get where one of us is either going to hit it really big and be really, really, really wealthy where we take care of everybody, mm-hmm. or somebody's not going to have what the other ones did. Unfortunately, that's just the way the world is. For the first time ever, uh, kids are saying that they will not be better off than their parents were. It's the first time in American recorded American history. But that's happened. Why is that though? Well, it's because housing market, the housing market, nobody can afford to buy a house anymore. Um, You can't, you know, the old land's too expensive to buy. It's just we're at a tipping point in America where a young person, Fox has talked about it a lot. His dad worked at McDonald's. He works at McDonald's. The corporate side, though. Corporate side of McDonald's. Both very, very high-paying jobs. His dad will out-earn him by about 10 times because of... Stock benefits. Stock benefits, and you could get a nice house a long time ago for pretty cheap. You could go buy land. You could get a land lease. So, you know, the salaries might be the same, but the bang for his dad's buck is going to, it's going to weigh, it's going to be so much bigger than what anything that he could ever do. I mean, he showed me a picture of the house he grew up in. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a quintessential uh, late, late 90s suburban home. It's humongous. He can't afford that on his salary now. His dad bought it on his salary, but Ryan can't afford that. He can't afford. Uh, he can't afford to 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 go buy a lake house in Tennessee and the boats and everything. It's just it's not possible. So the American dream that was uh, sold to you, and the American dream that a lot of people in their late sixties took advantage of, is not there for somebody my age. The affordability is damn sure not what it used to be like. I mean, I can't. I, me and Jesse, we make a, a, a we, we're very comfortable. We couldn't go buy a lake house now in Possum Kingdom. It's you not could, possible. You could. You just wouldn't be able to do nothing else. Yeah, that's it. I mean, so, um, I so I think it's it's it it's harder now for a young person, a young professional, just because the dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. Well, you're 35 years old. Yep. You have your homes paid for. Yep. At 35, me and mom's house was paid for. And that's not realistic for a lot of no, people. Not at that's all. It's all because of where we live. If we were yes. if we were doing the Dallas thing or whatever, like we're gonna have a thirty year mortgage just like everybody else. Right. But 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 out here we were fortunate. Yes. And everything we own is paid for. Everything we own is paid for. Everything I mean, it's, it's everything we own. Everything we have is just about paid for. Other right. than one I've got one vehicle payment of your mom's. Everything else we have is I have a vehicle payment. Everything else we have is paid for. I worry about I don't worry about you. You've got a house you live in, it's paid for. Zachary, I think their house is paid for. They live in. Payne is going to end up having to live in a high rent district where right. his job takes him because he's going to be out of the army in a year. And I worry about him being able to afford a house. Austin, Boston, come, New York. Yeah, wherever them places he lives. Now, hopefully he's going to get a job at a big company. He's going to get a big signing bonus, and right. that might help. But if he don't, he's going to be stuck 30 years or he's going to be living in a freaking apartment. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, hell, he's paying $1,800 a month for where he's living now. I can't imagine if he moves to 
well, let's say he works in Round Rock or somewhere in the uh, Yeah, where are you, you going to buy a house down there? You know, if he does, he's going to have to come up with a half million bucks. He's going to hope he gets a signing bonus. He's got a big bonus when he leaves the Army anyways, but nothing like that. Yeah. But that's the kind of... That's the kind of stuff that I worry about with this generation compared to the generations of my of my youth going on. You know, when I was when I was a kid growing up, my dad was a fireman and I'm assuming he made twenty four thousand dollars a year probably. My mom worked at Albertson's grocery store and she made six bucks, seven bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot. Never right. never was hungry, never was cold, never didn't have clothes. On them salaries today, uh, you couldn't even live. No. I don't know how people that make less than $50,000 a year survive. I really don't. Pinch and, of pennies. And to, to afford their kid's cell phone bill. Yeah. You know, there's bills today that we didn't have as a kid growing up. We didn't have an internet bill. We right. didn't have a cell phone bill. Those mm-hmm. are normal. That's normal household deals now. Yeah. Everybody's got internet at their house. Yeah. TV. We had free TV growing up. Then we got cable, 20 bucks a month probably. What's fucking $200 a month for DishNet now or whatever the fuck it is? I don't know. What, think, what is YouTube now? 70? Uh, 70 something. 70 yeah. bucks a month. That's $1,000 a year. <clears throat> What's well, $840 a year? But I mean, I just, things are so expensive and is upside down. And I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think having more kids is the answer to these problems. So now I shouldn't have more kids. No, no, I'm not talking about for you, but I'm talking oh. about for the average person right. growing up. They have to rely on the government to pay for their shit. Yeah. There's so many people out there right now. What's the percentage of people on food stamps right now? 40%, 30% of the country? You know, and probably some neighborhoods are probably at 90% of the people are on food stamps, and you got some neighborhoods are zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's how percentages work. But 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 right. But I'm saying there's some places that it's really a high deal. Well, those people just keep pumping out kids. You go to a low rent district elementary school anywhere in America right now, and the food stamps, the kids that are on food stamps or free lunches and stuff is is just sky high. Just twelve percent of the total U.S. population. That's so. That's ten percent. Will on it. Okay. Twelve percent. Twelve percent. But you take a place like Knox City, I'll bet you we're probably at 30%. I mean, I don't know. Small towns with a lot of poverty, your your, your number's going to be way up. Here's the scary number. Only 65. I thought more than that. We're living paycheck to paycheck. Well, hell, I live paycheck to paycheck, but not really different type of paycheck to paycheck. But I did the same thing. More than half of Americans earning over a hundred k a year live paycheck to paycheck. They got too many damn bills. More than half, but that goes back to what I said earlier. For the first time in recorded American history, kids today are saying that they will not have it better than their parents. That's why half a million dollars you live paycheck to paycheck. Half that a was, million or half a hundred thousand a year you live paycheck to paycheck. That was the gold standard. When I was a kid, but if you could ever find a job that got you over $100,000 a year, you ain't got a thing to worry about. But how many of those people are living way outside of what they need to live? You have to live way outside of what you're going to live to make a, to, to have a job that makes over $100,000 a year, most likely. You have to live in a high-rent district. No, I'm not talking about just the rent district. You're vacationing. Yeah. You're wearing high-dollar shit. That you, you should be able to make it on $100,000 a year. but You should, you, but, but you can't. No, because you want to live and go do shit. 
Yes, you want to buy stuff. Nice. You want to do things. Nobody right. wants to just go to work, go home, eat ramen noodles, and put money in the bank. That's no life. Will you quit doing that? Yeah, dude. People. But yeah, but yes, you shouldn't be at a place where if you make a hundred thousand a year that you're having to struggle each week. And what's the percentage of people that's got ten thousand dollars in the bank? Very few. Mm-hmm. Most of it can't. Most people can't even put a thousand dollars. Hand on a thousand dollars. With a general idea of what lifestyle inflation is, which is buying fancy cars, everyday things that you need. There was a time in my life when an oil change was just like not even a priority. on the car, blah 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 blah. Anyway, well, I I'm around a lot of people that still don't have a lot of money, and I feel sorry for them. And I see the things that I take for granted that they can't. But I remember when I was a kid growing up and not having, and I'll never forget this. I was in junior high, and a kid in my class needed to have a gray T-shirt for gym class. Mm-hmm. And one of the other kids in class made a comment about it, and he goes, well, just go down to the store and get one. And he goes, my parents don't have money just to go buy me a T-shirt. Yeah. You know? And I'll and I never forget that because I was in the same boat probably. Mm-hmm. And – so the things we take for granted, like to go get pizza, like if we call in pizza, we don't want to eat at home, and y'all come over and like, let's just call in pizza. Well, if you order two pizzas in Knox City, it's going to be 50 bucks. Well, I don't think nothing of that. Well, there's people that do, and I feel sorry for those people. I'm doing the most, carnivore diet now. Well, and that's I, expensive. I, I felt like an asshole. Buying just meat? Spending all, spending all that money on just meat. Now, I think I bought for the month, but still, it's like, yeah, but you. But and I, here you go, dickhead. Like you're gonna go, you're gonna go, or you're gonna go buy a bulk ribeye so that you can, you know, eat differently than everybody else. So, but, but yes, and you felt bad, didn't you? Well, I felt like a little yeah. bit of an asshole. You ever gone into fucking Goodwill to buy something for Halloween? No, that's the most humbling thing I ever done, and I'll never forget that, and I'll never do that shit again. For Halloween, about 15 years oh, ago, right. we went in Goodwill to buy some stuff. And I'm like, I'll just buy an old jacket and blah, blah, right. blah. And then you look around and there's people buying school clothes. And Grandma Sue died and they need a dress for a funeral and shit. And they got six bucks to buy something. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, man, I feel like a horse's ass. And so it's the same type deal that you're talking about. You, you Because there's people that struggle for just everyday needs. Right. And you know what's really bad? What I feel bad is most of those people work harder than I ever have looked, worked oh, in my yeah, entire 100%. life. You know? Yeah, you, I bought a tomahawk. To, to, to start off my diet, I was like, I'll have a nice tomahawk. Biggest fucking asshole in the world. Hey, you feel bad. <laughs> oh, That's how I'll start off my diet, is with a nice big slab of meat. And but, it's like, you know, I, I just, I grab a tomahawk, and then there's some poor guy in the behind me, you know, he's eyeballing it and looking at prices and walks away. And I'm like, oh, you're a fucking, you're a tool, see, Andy that, Shaver. That, that, but you know what? That proves you're a good person because you understand that. It's the person that do. doesn't realize how blessed they are because we're very blessed. Mm-hmm. We get to, we get to work doing basically what we like to do most of the time, good days and bad days, but it's still a better job than most people have. We make a good living. Mm-hmm. And we're very blessed as a family. and But we but we we understand that most of the time. A, yeah. lot, a lot of people do not realize how well they have it, especially people that really have got a lot. A lot of those people look down on people. Like I've said before, the difference between trust funds and welfare, the people in trust fund looks down on welfare, but they're all living off somebody else's fucking money that somebody else made. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, just because you get, were born in the lucky sperm club doesn't make you a good person. Nope. Or being successful because you, you you started off on third base. Yeah. You know, it don't, you, you life is not fair to a lot of people, 
but uh, I was going to ask you something about your carnivore diet. For oh, I we went to went to the grocery store before New Year's Eve before people come over the other night, mm-hmm. and Mom needed two pounds of hamburger meat. Yeah, I bought bulk ribeyes the other day for eight dollars a pound. Yeah, boneless ribeye. Right, hamburger meat was the same a pound in yeah. Knox City as a boneless ribeye. Yeah, couldn't yeah. believe it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's expensive. Well, I say it's expensive. I mean, I think I spent I've, I've spent three hundred bucks on meat, and I think that'll get me through the month. That's ten dollars a day. Ten. Yeah. I don't know if that's expensive or not. No, it I've isn't. never I've never looked at my meals per month. You know what I'm saying? Like well, when we whenever we normally shop, I never look. I mean, the grocery bill is always expensive. So is that just for you? Yeah. That's just your meat. Yes. So it'd be twelve hundred dollars a month for the family. If y'all all were on the carnivore. I don't diet. think I'd want my kids to do it. No, but I mean, if you did do that, right? But things are you can't go to a grocery store and buy something. You can't. But I also don't know how far this is going to go. I've never done this before. I've wanted to try it for a while. I think January will be an easy month for me because I'm still busy. I think if I were sitting around the house in February, I would want a snack. But now I'm so busy. I leave at four, and you know, there's times where I don't get back until eight what, or nine. What if your snacks beef jerky or something? You allowed to do that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I fried up a whole bunch of bacon, a whole bunch of sausage. I'm going to do hamburger meat and all that other stuff. So those are going to be my snacks. But if I were bo- – and I, and I don't snack much now because I'm so busy. But if I were sitting around the house, I think it would be harder for me. I think I would break the diet. So I think January is the month for me because I'm still busy enough out here to where I can do it and not cheat. So your hamburger uh, – your, your, your bacon is just going to be just bacon and snack. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have it for, for, for breakfast, too. But the one guy I, I saw said, if you get hungry, just eat bacon. If you have a craving. And it's been a day. I hadn't had a craving yet. And I, I'm not big. You know, I'll definitely eat dessert. But I'm not. I'm not. a. I don't have a food addiction, I don't think. So like We're going to find out, you know, here in another two weeks or something. Are you allowed to have whiskey? Nope. Nope. Uh-uh. So water and meat. Water. Black coffee, meat. They said you could have vodka or tequila if you just really wanted alcohol, but um, I have not drank much all hunting season. So um, beer, I don't drink a whole lot of beer to begin with. So what about like? I uh, think it'll be easy, but maybe I'm mistaken. Like tonight, we're having fajitas at the lodge, so you can, can eat the meat. meat or chicken. Yep. Can you have chicken and beef or just beef? Yeah, anything, any meat, any meat, chicken, beef. Fish, just any kind seafood, of protein. Any, any, any. You want it to be high fat because what your body's going to end up doing, it's going to switch from burning carbohydrates as fuel to burning fat as fuel. So you need, you don't need sirloin. You need a, a fat, fatty cut of ribeye. Yeah. So that's why I went and bought the bulk ribeye. Well, I'm going to tell you what, those wagyus I bought <clears> the other night were damn good. Bought wagyu hamburger meat. So we're going to see. We're gonna see how that is. It how was much just, was it that? Was two patties. It wasn't. It was like twelve bucks or something like that. Ten bucks. That wagyu. Them, I bought wagyu at Market Street the other day, and I'm gonna buy some more of those. those that was were, another time I felt like an asshole. We're getting wagyu hamburger meat. Wagyu's good. I like the we're steaks. So I really the wagyu steaks. I really really like. Lots of eggs. You can have all the eggs you want, but um, and talking. also they say sparkling water fills you up the carbonation, and I drink a lot of carbonated water to begin with, so. I'm going to talk to my cardiologist because they're going to put me on a diet next week when I go, and I'm going to find out what exactly. That's a diet I could do. 
I'll let you know how the it scrambled goes. eggs and meat I could handle. I like I like I like over greasy eggs. Me and Ron just over easy. So I think it's going to be easy. I might be pulling my hair the, out in the, another three weeks. What about cheese? Can you have cheese or not? All the cheese parsley? you want. I That's mean, not bad. As long as it's not, you know. Like, I saw some like, cheese. Like real cheese, not. Uh, yeah, not processed cheese. Yeah, not Velveeta. Not a can cheese. Right. In a can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real cheese. So, yeah, last night I had. I had the I had the tomahawk. I had uh, had a lot of salt on it, and I had a nice hunk of cheese. That's what I had yesterday. I had a late breakfast. I had uh, bacon and sausage, Your which mom. I don't normally eat breakfast anyway. That's another thing. I don't eat much. Like I skip breakfast every day out here. First meal of the day is always lunch out here. I'll have to start bringing hamburger meat or something like that or bacon. Um, and then we usually have some sort of meat out here. No, we always have a protein. I mean, you know, lunch nights that it's, you know, chicken spaghetti or something. I'll have to make accommodations, but nothing else. I'll just fire up the Blackstone out there and throw some meat on the grill. It's not going to be hard. So I'm ready for it. A lot of people have, uh, have, have seen, and I don't know what results I want to see. I weigh 175 pounds. Weighed the other day, 175.4. So I don't really want to lose a whole lot of weight. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to get out of this. But they say carbs, terrible for your body. So we'll see. We'll see how I feel in a month. Well, there's no doubt back in the caveman days that nobody had carbs. Well, no, but I mean, even even in even in hunter gatherers, your early, you know, the the farmers of the world, you couldn't grow crops in winter. You ate what was stored up. If you stored anything up, otherwise you just you ate kale. You ate what you killed, basically. I think kale was their winter. Was you their had, winter vegetable. You had seasonal fruits and vegetables back in the early early caveman days. So I mean, your body can do this. It's not hard. I mean, that's why. I was talking to my wife's grandmother at Christmas about how Christmas was when she was a kid. So what was the best present you ever got growing up? A bicycle. Pinnacle, that's as good as it got. She said, and in, in, in our stockings every year was fresh fruit because when I was a kid, we did not get fresh fruit year-round. It was expensive or it wasn't available. So it was a treat at Christmas to get fresh fruit in your stockings because you just didn't get it. So this notion of you've got to have your fruit and vegetables for 12 months out of the year is that's a new thing. It's not the way that we were... It's not the way that we were designed. We were designed to go long stretches without food. And then hopefully you get a big payoff at the end if you kill a, a woolly mammoth or something. And that's just what you ate. I think a lot of food was geographical, though, because if you lived in the South, you had right. fruit year round. But if you were, if you lived in, if you settle, if you were chasing buffalo down in North Dakota, you probably weren't getting a fresh orange. You wouldn't get oranges and apples. You'd get apples, but you wouldn't get oranges. Not in the wintertime, you wouldn't. No, well, you could they would store those. An apple stores well. But but the, the Indians you, though weren't right. storing shit. I mean, that's they had apples when it was apple season. And yeah. you know, basically in January, February, and March, they weren't eating no fruit. They were eating buffalo. A lot Whatever of thing they killed. A lot of uh, put put that meat with some water, please. We're yeah. gonna need to stretch that. <clears throat> so we'll see. That's a, that's an interesting deal, but that's, you know, eating the way we are, and that's the other thing. Because uh, somebody was like, "Well, it's not, 
it's not good for you, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, can, I mean, can you tell me that the American standard diet's, you know, knocking it out of the park? When when I was growing up in the early 70s, you had the food pyramid shit that they told you about. Yeah. You had to have so much of this, so much of that, so much of this. Well, today it's completely different. Should but be. When I was a kid growing up, you know what we didn't have? We didn't have any fat fucks. There were yeah. very few to find. Very, very few to find. You know what people did? They smoked cigarettes. Mm -hmm. They drank Coke. They drank coffee. They had sugar in their coffee. They had real sugar in their Coca-Cola. There wasn't any corn syrup I don't think much of. But, you know, we didn't have a snacks. Yeah. There wasn't a snack aisle at the church, at the stores like there are now. There wasn't that many chips to choose from. Mm -hmm. So we have changed our whole eating habits in, the, in my lifetime. Have you seen what they did to, speaking of... Uh... Smoking cigarettes. The Wizard of Oz, it was torture for those actors. Especially the little hobbits or whatever they were. That lady, she was on Black Judy Garland. Yeah, she was on Black Lady, Black Coffee, and cigarettes. And she was 13 years old? They wanted her to smoke 80 cigarettes a day. The little girl? To get down to whatever the weight. The disturbing truth about the Wizard of Oz. Oh, ho, ho, ho. There's this a dead guy hanging up this in the back. very disturbing. For those that have watched The Wizard of Oz, uh, on, I don't this scene right this here is a very this popular one and this looks somewhat normal until you look into the background. This in the background it. of this Why photo, is it not going backwards? Black speck right up here. I listened to this podcast this on it. this. This is not the right. This is not the right video. But for some reason, nothing. You know those little dwarf guys were some perverts too. They groped her all the time. Really? Oh yeah, big time. I listened to a podcast on early Hollywood stuff, and it <laughs> talks about all this and Judy Garland, and it was really a. She lived a pretty sad life. Yes. The uh, lead actress. I think this might be it. You know that the Wizard of Oz has an extremely dark secret that the filmmakers tried to hide for years. She was 16. The lead actress Judy Garland, who played Dorothy, was allegedly drugged and harassed during the filming of the movie. Some of the things that Judy had to endure during filming include adrenaline shots, which she was given in order to work constantly for 48 plus hours at a time. Her meals included chicken soup, coffee, and upwards of 80 cigarettes a day in order to suppress her appetite. The costume designers would allegedly make her corset as tight as possible in order to give her a slim figure and on top of that she was prescribed multiple narcotics by doctors as requested by the producers in fact the director of the movie would reportedly slap judy across the face in between takes for laughing too much on set not to mention she was repeatedly harassed by the actors who would play the munchkins as well as studio executives themselves. Oh, that's what you were talking addition, about the fake yep. snow used in the movie was asbestos. asbestos which is a cancer causing chemical that should never be inhaled as a result judy passed away at the young age of 47 due to substance use disorder and various addictions that took over her life you know that the wizard crazy and she died in england 80 cigarettes a day yeah. how many is in a pack four packs a day it's 20 as a pack i think boy <laughs> my dad both of your grandpas i'll bet and i bet every one of them smoked three to four packs a day how many so there's 24 hours in a day yeah three cigarettes four an hour if they uh, put it this way, if they were if they slept eight hours a day, they were smoking five cigarettes a day an hour. Whew. My dad's told you before that he never fucking lit the first one. Yeah, but she's a sixteen year old girl. That smoking was common back then. Cigarettes were twenty five cents a pack. Mm. Crazy. I mean, they used to give them away in Vegas with this stuff. Now they're what ten dollars a pack. Yeah, they're ridiculous. And guess who's making all the money on cigarettes?
the U.S. government. Once again. Yep. Just like everything else. Same with alcohol and everything else. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Thanks. God bless y'all. Have a great week. Uh, We'll be back to our normal three podcast week, probably within the next 10 to 12 days, getting all this lined up. We've got two more really busy weeks of hunting season going. Anyways, holler at us if you need anything, 940-658-3172. We're booking up our dove hunts. I think all my weekends are just about booked up, but I've got a couple of spots for some corporate private hunts. If you want to bring 20 to 40 people out here and have your place to yourself during the week, holler at me. Thank you. God bless y'all. Bye. Go check out our sponsors. Go check out Hemphill Farms. Use promo code BHP, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Stanfield Outfitters, Mossberg, Double T British Kennels, Ducks Unlimited, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Podcast, Shin Gear, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, BHP 25, 25% off, Boss Shot Shells, and MLR Graphics.